Welcome to Cinemarketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I'm Mike. I'm Anthony. And I'm Lewis. And it's a new year. We're putting 2022, uh, the first year where all three of us kind of like, you know, collectively did our, you know, end of monthly thing. Like, you know, we've we've been doing, we started in 2022, but I feel like this, in 2021, but I feel like 2022 is the year where we like... You know, we, we figured out what we do. We figured out what our deal is. You you got yeah. like a big extra helping of Lewis on the show. And I think yes. that really helped move things along and really solidify things. We, we were really deficient in vitamin Lewis. I, yeah. So normally what me and Lewis like to do, uh, even before uh, we did the show and we had our old dying random movie roulette, we used it once a year just to do our top 10 best films of the year list. Because, you know, when we did those uh, those episodes every year, it was always like a thing we looked forward to and liked, uh, you know, getting together and yeah. talking about. They so, also performed the best out of any of our episodes. Those always did the best. By Well, far. hopefully we could recreate that same magic. And now yeah, that we better hurry up before it's almost February. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's really late. Get this episode out uh, right under the wire yeah but hopefully we can uh you know talk about some the oscars nominations come out tomorrow uh as of recording so we still have uh some time to you know reminisce about the year uh, of movies and then we'll move on to next year um but yeah so let's let's talk about uh, our movies we're gonna do 10 through 1 uh, you know as as lists go uh and then you know we'll, we'll talk about our movies from there i don't need to explain a list to you let's we, we all know what we yeah. all know how numbers work we're we'll going from 10 yeah. to 1 and that's it so, so gonna... lewis is gonna start the rotation and they'll go mike and then me yeah and then so, we'll go uh, through our movies so, so lewis, lewis what, what do you have as your number 10 movie of 2022 so my number 10 movie of 2022 is ty west's x I was I was curious. I was like, is it X or Pearl? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, 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 it was pretty close between those two. I'll, I'll tell you what. This also like just edged out Elvis for me. Oh, El- thank Elvis God. almost made the you list. You edged Elvis? I edged Elvis. <laughs> I edged two Elvis. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I fucking, I really dug this movie. I, I haven't really felt like a modern movie has been able to capture the like tone and feel of something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre before. I uh, had a really great time with it in general. I have a, had a great time seeing it with yeah, you yeah. in the theater yeah, too. No, we saw it on my birthday at the Alamo. We we went there. We you know had uh, you know our birthday brunch at the Alamo. Saw X, and then uh, a couple months later we saw Pearl. Did the same thing. So I'm looking forward to doing that again with Maxine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is a fun start to like whatever this weird trilogy is. Um, I think it, you know slow in parts. Like this could have been like way higher up on my list if like it was just a little bit tighter um i i would i would really you know argue that it lingers a bit too long in some places but uh it, it's such a a gross movie i love movies also about like the adult film industry in general especially like in the 70s when it was like really like really interesting so uh yeah it's just checked a lot of boxes for me in general no yeah i'm i'm excited to see it uh and also um i've been seeing like trailers and clips of that in- infinity pool brandon Cronenberg yeah. movie and i'm like i'm not really a fan of uh you know later career cronenberg uh brandon or david but uh i just i'm just looking forward to seeing mia goth continue to go sicko mode in yeah, horror absolutely. movies i i should have mentioned that what way up top like mia goth I mean, thank you, X, for introducing me to Mia Goth. Even though she's been in stuff that we'd seen before, she was in, like, Suspiria remake. and Emma. She, yeah. And well, she's like, in Emma, she yeah. She has, like, three lines in Suspiria. Like, she's not, like, uh, like she's not, like, majorly featured and certainly doesn't get to, like, flex the way she does in these Ty West movies. <laughs> I, like, saw, I saw a video of her where it was, like, you know, 
her in an interview and it was like her real accent and people were like why does she sound like like a british orphan on the streets of london in 1907 <laughs> fucking oliver twist yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, but, oh mia got the oliver twist bitch <laughs> um but uh but, you know yeah i enjoyed that movie as well as far as just pure horror like you know it's not trying to be too high-minded about it which i feel like you know a lot of horror which is great i appreciate that but you know sometimes you just need a good like you know cut and dry like a to B slasher. And yeah. no pun intended when you say cut and dry. Cutting and yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> waka yeah. waka. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, mine is all, my number 10 is uh, in that vein. Another kind of like low grade kind of grungy horror movie. Uh, and that is We're All Going to the World's Fair. Ah. This is a movie that I saw in 2021. I saw it before the year started because we saw it at the uh, Nightstream Film Fest as a screener. And when I first saw it there, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, all right, that was pretty cool, I guess. But, you know, it was really slow and not much happens. But, like, that f- that lingering feeling just really stuck with me. Mm. And then as I, like, you know, revisited it again... I was just like, I really just love like the hypnotizing atmosphere that the movie sets up, and it like it makes you feel like, you know, you're alone in your bed watching creepy pasta videos at three a.m. And I also heard the score in that movie is incredible. Alex G does the music for that movie, and it's pretty good. It's pretty ambient a lot of the time, though. But like, it does create that like kind of creeping atmosphere where it's like, it's not outwardly horror. Like a lot of it probably isn't even real. But it like it just creates like that eerie like online like feeling, yeah. and I I feel and also there's there are scenes in the movie where it's like a lot of it is not real, but it like it feels like you know something from the recesses of your brain where it's like I woke up in the middle of the night and like it, like you know that feeling when you wake up in the middle of the night after you had like YouTube videos on autoplay and you wake up in the middle of like another video playing. That's kind of what the movie feels like. It's never happened to me. No, uh, you don't fall. You don't kid, fall asleep to YouTube compilations or anything like try that. Try not to. No, I remember as a kid falling asleep to uh, Cartoon Cartoon Fridays at the sleepover. But they would. It was just a three-hour block that would repeat three times. So you'd fall asleep. Oh yeah, you'd wake and up and you wake like, up and the same episodes on, but it's three hours later. You ever you fall asleep and it, and you wake up and it's one hour before you fell asleep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever fall asleep and then you wake up to? But no, I think the movie is really cool and inventive in the way that it tries to like create this like kind of online creepypasta feel to horror movies. And I feel like um, continuing in that trend is like a movie like Skinamarink, which I would count it as a 2023 movie. Just it's it was like festival run in 2022 and like online. If if you're counting this one as a 2022, you got to count Skinamarink as a 2023. Yeah, no, Skinamarink, I I will hold it till next year because I have a feeling that. If it doesn't end up making my top 10 of next year, then we're going to have a hell of a year. Um, I know that you are looking at me like, why did you like that movie? But Yeah, I still am. Like, even yeah. hearing, I'm giving you the same look right now as you're saying all of that. I don't get it. To me, we're all going to the World's Fair is, like, actually doing what Skinamarink tried to do. And I, and I would argue failed at doing uh and just by the virtue of showing any of the characters, just having or, a character having yeah. lines, um, oh, but you know, God. and also the character, the lead character of the movie, the lead actress, for as young as she is, she's like you know really she's committed, incredible, and yeah. yeah, really, like you you believe her in that like I don't I don't know what she's getting at, but like you know, there's something going on with her. Is she in on it? Is it like real? I know this is very vague, and you're like. 
what the fuck is this movie even about? But it's about, like, a girl who, like, takes an online challenge and then, like, just she records uh, her daily uh, vlogs as stuff happens to her as a result of taking the challenge. And it's like, is it real? Is it not? But uh, it's a really, like, yeah, like, an interesting direction for horror. And it's one of those movies where it's like, you know, you go on IMDb and everybody's like, this movie sucks. Nothing happens. I hated it. This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, if you're, but if, like, if you could get into, like, the, the vibe of the movie's atmosphere, it's, like, really, it, it's something that has stick with you for a while. Um, but anyway, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about this movie. You can move on. Uh, and so now, what's your number so, 10? Just so everybody knows, I had a very busy 2022. Okay. The economy was crazy, uh, in shambles. Long and story he had short, to put it all back together. As the lone <laughs> Long story short, I saw ten movies in twenty twenty. He saw a full ten. He had to stretch to get so, to this list. There are no honorable mentions. My list is half of the list is honorable mentions. <laughs> so as a result, I am ranking the ten movies that I saw in twenty twenty two. That being said, number ten is Morbius. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I watched it on a plane and I turned it off after ten minutes. <laughs> you didn't even see the That's whole. Not even watching the movie, but we're gonna give it to you, obviously. But that dude, is... oh, I gotta tell you, <laughs> if I had to watch another femto second of that fucking movie, <laughs> I was gonna commit terrorism on that. Plane. You you're gonna open the emergency exit. <laughs> I was gonna pull, I was gonna pull out the box cutter. Like it was bad. God, that movie. I think that movie defined cinema marketing in 2022 because we just kept talking about it. It be- defined like market research for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because that was like our our main hog. Like that was like yeah. every month it's like what oh, new, it's a hog. Yeah, what, what new embarrassing <laughs> thing happened about Morbius that There was like also up. we would we would ponder like what if it was good? How fucking funny would it be if Morbius came out and it was fucking awesome? Like <laughs> It was so good they re-released it. <laughs> but also, yeah, that first ten minutes of Morbius is really just like, how dare someone start a movie like this? Because it's just like, it's so, like, you're already in the middle of just fucking nonsense backstory and lore. And you're like, how is this getting anybody engaged in this movie? It's, I mean... Not to the extent that Black Adam's first, like, ten minutes, where it's like, why are we starting at, like, the beginning of Civilization? Get this the fuck out of here. It's like, it's like every YouTube video essay. Yeah. We got to go back to the beginning of time. <laughs> but no. The, yeah, this movie was fucking stupid and horrible. And, yeah, it's it's a meme for being a bad it's, movie. And it's my number ten movie of 2022. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. All right, Lewis, what's your number nine? I bet you can't beat it. Uh, no. Yeah, you know, th- there's a huge gap between my number 10 and number 9 in oh, terms so of quality. Oh, there's a power gap there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I just want to say, because I, I want everyone to know, I, I love this movie that I'm about to talk about. Banshees of Inishirin. Ooh. I that know is, it's low down on the list. It's pretty low. I might need to save it for a little later. We might need to we continue the, the conversation. Lo- you know what? The, Let's just like, move, and then we'll, yeah. We, yeah, love, we'll the, we love the McDonough joints. Yes. yes. All right. So then my, coming up next, my number 9, quintessential Mike movie. And that's Cha Cha Real Smooth. <laughs> I'm surprised this one made the list. I, I just we watched it together. You didn't seem that enthused about it by the end. No, I liked. I certainly did like it a lot. But it is certainly one of those movies that I feel like again, it kind of stuck with me because it's one of those, you know, late adulthood coming of age movies mm. that is like you know talking about like you know things <laughs> of like what do you do after college and like you know finding what you want to do and like finding a person that you want to be with. And can't relate. Can't relate because you're you already have that in life. You're like I don't get this guy's problems. Yeah, <laughs> Un- unrelatable movie. No I mean, one, most of no that, one's me and Lewis, like this. Me and Lewis are sitting here like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, then know. again, most Couldn't of that movie us. is about him trying to find a job, so... <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm but back yeah, in. No. But yeah, no, the movie is, I think, uh, very sweet, and it has a lot of, like, you know, I feel like real-world ways of trying to, like, articulate, like, feelings that people at this age have, and I feel like Cooper A. Freely does it in a very natural way that makes it feel like someone who's actually lived these types of experiences, and I feel like these kind of, like, you know... Like, that's why I gravitate to more of these, like, independent, like, you know, dramas that are like this and, and less, of, like, stuff like The Fablemans, where it's like, Spielberg is, an, is, you know, he's a great director and, like, you know, of course has made many great movies, but I feel like when you're trying, when you've been on that scale of a director for so long, making these, like, big, high-scale things, and then you try to make, like, your, your toned-down, lower-budget, like, down-to-earth family movie, it's like, you have to, you have to, like, you know, in, in, increase the, the the stakes and the drama and make it really heightened and i feel like this movie doesn't really bother with that it's very kind of structureless plotless yeah. and it's very mundane in the way that a lot of like real world personal drama is and i feel like that makes it hit a lot more strongly and i also got to say that the way that the movie treats like all of its characters like there's no villain like there's no like yeah and the characters that they set up to be like antagonistic like Dakota Johnson's fiance, or like Brad Garrett as like I was gonna, the gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> Where it's is... like it, it it paints them like that, but it's like you realize like the layers that they yeah. have, and it's like they actually have like you know you know good personality traits, and it's like they're actually good people. They're people. It, I mean, yeah. like that that I I this is I think the first movie of his that I've seen, and I that was the thing that really struck me. It was like oh, like all of his characters like actually feel like people like like we we don't live in like like this weird like moralist like black and white kind of way of thinking like everyone exists in a gray area and, and it just feels very genuine and, and very heartfelt yeah and also i would be curious what like jordan would have to say about this if he ever sees the movie but i think this movie has like the best on-screen representation of an autistic person that i've ever seen in a movie or like mm. someone on the spectrum where it's like you know it's not it's it's actually played by someone who is on the spectrum that helps and, yeah and it's also it it doesn't you know treat it like any sort of like you know it's just like that's who she is have you and seen the sia movie though <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you, you have know, you seen it michael the critical reappraisal for the sia movies coming <laughs> coming back <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to accept it. Yeah, we we already reevaluated Michael Bay. Now it's we're, time. We're, we're we're heading the charge of the reevaluation of the Sia movie. I will have no part in the reevaluation of Michael Bay. Oh. by the way. Oh, but the Sia movie's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give her a chance. <laughs> All right. Now, yeah. What is your number nine worst movie of the year? <laughs> Elvis. Uh, I watched it for ten minutes on HBO Max, and then I I, I just seen my, my, any Nina, of these movies. Dude, on your yes, list? yes, these are the only two that I haven't seen in full. Nina and I looked at each other and went, "I want to turn this off." <laughs> Literally, right when he said they want to see you wiggle, I was like, "I'm not, I'm not doing this." <laughs> did he even make it up to the part where he's like, "He's wide"? Yes, yes. They, he did not meet. John Goodman or uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. He might as well be John Goodman exactly. the way you look into that movie. Tom Hanks and Elvis did not meet yet. <laughs> Turned it off before they even said a word to each other. Oh man. I, I really like this movie. You're, uh, you're fucking dumbass. Well <laughs> wow, okay. In my defense, it's I've okay to seen, like the movie if you liked Elvis. We're I've not coming seen after the whole thing. Uh which uh I think <laughs> Makes you more of an authority on this movie. A little bit, yeah. Having seen the movie, I think I think <laughs> is a big. True, true. I can't say a word. <laughs> uh, I, I, we'll get to it like a little bit more. Like I'll, I'll mention during my honorable mentions. Uh, I, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was a cool look at at Elvis's 
life, like something I ever didn't really know about. I will say Tom Hanks is so ridiculous and dumb and just out of place and awful in this movie. There's no forgiving it. I think that's like a big reason why X like won out because I was like, at least I didn't like look at Tom Hanks' stupid fucking face. At least face. Mia Goth and like really ridiculous old people makeup makes sense. And it worked. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't necessarily know that that was Mia Goth. So I mean, it, I kind of figured out it wasn't an actual old lady but no, no, no. Mia Goth was in a fat suit <laughs> Mia Goth is the whale <laughs> oh, God. you can never make the whale about a woman we would never allow it in this society <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, god all right but anyway Elvis number nine yeah I didn't see this movie I'm dreading the the, the inevitable oh, day that I have fucking yeah. hate it uh, like I said the Oscar nominations come out tomorrow I'm expecting Elvis to be nominated for best picture and then that's when I'll have to see it uh like I said I keep myself to the stupid ritual every year I have to watch every movie no matter how bad it is that gets nominated for best picture just because I don't know I made that pact with myself uh but anyway uh yeah I don't really care about it I'm sick of music biopics totally um, get that yeah yeah, uh, that the the Weird Al movie was like not scathing enough. Like it wasn't harsh enough. <laughs> They're worse than they made it seem. Um, my number eight, yes. I believe we're on now, uh, is a movie that is no longer cool to enjoy. Everything, everywhere, all at once. We have uh, to discuss that later. This is, oh, I right. think, an excellent film uh, that had like it was the like backlash film of the year. Uh, I think so far, I mean, like. There was I think there might be worse contenders for that. But like you said, it says that we're going to have to push it a little further. So. Oh, okay, we'll talk about that later then. <laughs> All right. So then now my number eight is definitely a movie that none of you saw. And it's a, definitely a movie that I don't know if anyone here or anyone listening has seen. It is a movie that is longer than The Way of Water. It's Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, The oh. History of Folk Horror, a Shudder documentary. Mike, you, you know, you know, you're a real fucking aristocrat. <laughs> you you're a real fucking aristocrat. Nobody's seen this movie or heard of it, and it's my favorite. I've, yeah. I have seen and heard of it. Yeah. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't I, think I finished it. It's very long. Yeah. So it was your Elvis. It was my Elvis. Or, or, yeah. or your Morbius. Well, I didn't put it on a list, so <laughs> it's not quite that. No, yeah, I was just really. Listen, I could leave right now. <laughs> I just think this, this, this entire like collective look at like the history of folk horror from like its like beginning days of in film, but also like its roots in literature and how and its like roots in like its societal like what it's what each era of folk horror in film is trying is trying to reflect about like the times and stuff like that and i thought that like oh a three-hour documentary about this subject would be really daunting but as i was watching i was just like i'm entranced i'm like every single person who's on this is like an expert in their craft which for shutter documentaries about horror movies is never the case yeah <laughs> they, like we've watched so many of those where it's like the um like the there was the what was it the the friedkin one the the, the, uh, well, the Freakin one was fine because it was just Freakin. It was, yeah, but then there's like other ones where it's like <laughs> there was like an alien one or something like that. There was like a Monster Squad one that I saw where it's just like fans and conventions who like yeah. the movie and like, even, don't bring anything new to the top to their conversation. Even when we're doing bloggers, like get yeah. the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, I don't like get a degree. The only, the only in time something, that like I, I don't know. The only, there are some documentaries where it's okay, like the um that VHS collector documentary, adjust your tracking, mm. interviews extensively, like the founder of like everything is terrible 
Like, well, like that that is a, like about a thing that like about, exists like, heavily within like the blog space, like VHS collecting. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, but like it makes sense for that topic. Yeah, but they they don't need to be you know pontificating about like the thematics of yeah. like certain uh, movies, where it's like the people that are being interviewed are like people with degrees and like have like you know liter literary backgrounds and yeah shit like, like that. wrote their thesis on like folk horror i think in like a couple cases yeah. like and also there's like uh like interstitials that are animated by guy madden who did i uh, love guy madden who did why winnipeg no great idea. film You've never seen my winnipeg nope Oh man, I know what we're watching soon. <laughs> oh god, if you if you put that in the marathon, Jack will leave. <laughs> he doesn't like Guy Madden. No, I just think that it's not his type of movie. Like he will like <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The the poster isn't a painting. He's not going to like it. <laughs> I don't know. We just had to watch fucking Masters of the Universe. Go for it. I think go crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys watched the Pink Cadillac E-Man movie. Oh, uh, but yeah, no. I I yeah, as far I want to I always like to include a documentary on my list just as like, you know, because you're an aristocrat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I also try to watch all the documentaries that are nominated for the Oscars. That's like the only other category that I like try to like keep my standards up to. Because I, I do like documentaries uh, as like, you know, a film form. And like there are, you know, a lot of them are like, you know, ones that are very, you know, serious about like real topics and stuff like that. But And one that's about like, uh, you know, film in a way that is, you know, this kind of like, it feels very, you know, well-researched and as important as like, you know, documentaries about real world issues. I'm like, I, yeah. I respect the the treatment of that and like the, the dedication and the research. And it was one of those things that made me realize, I'm like, I will never be as knowledgeable about any subject as these people are about this subject. Mm. And it really got all like, yeah. But yeah, no, this movie, it's very daunting. If you have Shudder, I'd say certainly find the time to give it a watch. Especially if you're into this like type, because because like you know we go to these film festivals all the time and we have to see like all of these. We like, did. Type... We don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I remember like when we would see like you know movies that were like, like you know women with white dresses in the middle of the woods dancing around a fire, and it's like how many of these fucking things am I gonna watch? And like watching <laughs> someone like break down like you know the cultural relevance yeah. of stuff like that is really fascinating. Can we get a press pass for cinema marketing? Lewis, hook us up with that. <laughs> Try to get uh, us on the I, I'll take a look at your analytics, maybe. Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> all, tw all 12 listeners. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nobody's knocking on our door to give us anything. Anyway, and what's your next movie? Number okay, eight. so number eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, so no, this is where we start the movies that A, I've seen in full. Awesome. And B, are Love actually it. good. Oh, okay. Okay, now we're on to good movies. Exciting. Sonic 2. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fuck yes! Sonic the Hedgehog mm. 2, baby! I never saw Sonic 1, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that good. Like, I jumped right into Sonic 2. I skipped ahead. I skipped ahead. Yeah. No, oh Son my god. I think the It was so fun. I it was so great. great we, saw it in a, we saw it at a matinee no, it was full like of kids. Right? We, were, we, yeah. saw it, we saw it, it was like all, in the morning. No, we were like at No, night. it was night. Yeah. I thought, why did I think? Why don't I remember seeing it? I don't know. Was, there were like little kids dressed up as like Pikachu everywhere. Like it was, it was like. I mean, I even, like, went to the theater to not see Sonic, like, that weekend and, like, very early in the morning. And, yeah, just, like, little little kids in costume running around everywhere. Yeah. Like, it was a cultural event for these little dumb It was a delight. I, it was such a fun movie. I, I, I remember when we saw the movie together. Like, that was probably, like, one of my favorite experiences seeing a movie with the three of us in the theater mm. was uh, Sonic 2. Even though, yeah, I, th I thought that the first movie was bad. Like, it was just kind of felt like a very generic kids movie that didn't really feel Sonic-y at all. Um, this movie, 
I think does have a lot more of like you know the sonic flair. It's yeah. got more of the characters. Idris Elba as my Knuckles. man, yeah. who's great yeah, he's as Knuckles. Awesome. Like he's Dude, did you super did you see, good. did you see that recent hard drive article? It's like the director of the Sonic movie uh, goes behind the scenes to show us how he added Knuckles to the movie with, through lock on technology. Like <laughs> Idris Elba was just running around in real life no, doing that. No, no, you know, you remember lock on technology? Yeah. Sonic three, you would it had a cartridge thing on the top and you would take Sonic two you just stack and you put it in the cartridge for Sonic and it was Sonic Knuckles. You take Sonic three, you'd connect them together and you could play as Knuckles in Sonic three. Oh, uh, okay. It was the coolest shit. It was anyway, pretty cool. That's it was like Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Sonic two. Great yeah, film. I, remember, awesome. I, I also will remember that the moment where there was like a very long extended sequence of just James Marsden and humans and oh, no Sonics, God. and Lewis leaned over to us and said, every scene before this was September 10th, 2001, <laughs> and I will never forget that line that he said. Uh, <laughs> but also, yeah. I have and a, even the kids, you could tell the kids were getting restless during yeah, those scenes. I mean, I, I really love the movie. Like, that is unforgivable how much time they spend with that stupid the wedding supply. Oh my god! Yeah. Who is that for? Do you think the kids like that? Like, yeah, I was hoping that, like, oh, we have James Marsden going off to a wedding. Okay, that's his Good, excuse to, be, off. to yeah. be written out of the movie, so that way the movie could just be about Sonic and Tails and Knuckles and Eggman. But no, it like we have to go back to them later and um, the reveal. And it's not a spoiler; it's been out so long. I, the shadow reveal oh at my the god. end. The kids were going wild. Yeah, not si- I was going wild. Yeah. I was rock hard. Not since not since the re- in a theater full of children. <laughs> not since the reveal of Thanos in 2012 in Avengers has there been a reveal of a character to uh, more no, fanfare. Spider- Spider Man in uh in uh, Infinity War. No, it, no, no. That that one had a huge the 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 Captain I mean, America post-cred- grabbing the thing. Is... I mean, a post credits reveal. Was uh, post credits reveal for that sure. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah th- I don't think there's been a post credits reveal that has that that much fanfare. I uh, haven't popped that hard like for anything since then. Like it, it, it was. <laughs> who's it was your, a big not moment. even your wife? Not even my wife. <laughs> who's your uh, dream cast for Shadow? Oh, um, like Joel Edgerton, I think really? would be cool. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Just like a like kind of like expecting a, a more extreme. <laughs> I was gonna say like what about like Benedict Cumberbatch? No, <laughs> or, I don't no. want him to be like British. I, that's stupid. Well, we could just be like, just like oh, what about, evil, what, about, what about Dave Batista? Sure. <laughs> why not? I feel like he'll sound like Idris Elba a little bit. I don't know why. I feel like we'll, it'll get it'll get just muddled get Idris in Elba there. Just to voice him. Too. That's also yeah, great. Down. Just use like a, a slight like pitch modifier on yeah. on Shadow. Yeah, just make it a little higher. <laughs> All right. Now we're moving on to uh, uh, yes. Lewis's number seven. Movie. My number seven uh, is Barbarian. Okay. Yeah. Right. See, this is like if if I if you would put Skinnamarink on this fucking yeah. list. Yeah. Where when I didn't you do hate that this next movie. year? I didn't think it was bad. Like, I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh, like I thought that like you know the first half setting up like you know these two people who booked an Airbnb accidentally and they're like hanging out. I was like, you know what? This would be a cool indie romance drama. <laughs> like I would I would prefer it if if it went in this direction. You'd prefer if every movie was an indie romance <laughs> yeah, really. drama. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I, I really think that this is a, a super fun like original horror movie. Um something like we don't get a lot from like major studios. So it was cool that like Universal put this out. Um but I, I, I just I had such a fucking awesome time watching it. Um, I also will admit that I was greening out while watching the movie in the oh, theater. No. So there, there was an added layer of horror for me. Um, which <laughs> that, I, that was me at dismember. I was like, <laughs> you were. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was the whole fourth movie. I don't remember a single. You were thing. you were like on the ceiling. You were so high. like it was. It was. I was like. Oh. I was, you turned to me like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, I got my hat off. I'm rubbing my head. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I I I really dug the way. Um, and it's something that will come up with. Uh, another movie like further down on my list but like i love the way that like i never really felt like until like the last maybe like 30 45 minutes of the movie that i had a good handle on what this movie was about um i i, I liked that it constantly changed things i know you complain about like the appearance of a certain i, I don't want to like get too much into spoilers with this one because i think people still haven't seen it and it's you know uh there's there's no reason for me to ruin it here but i i, I like think that yeah, uh there, yeah like there comes a mid midpoint change in tone and character yeah and i was just like i kind of liked where the movie was going before that and this added like subplot just didn't really do anything for me and it kind of killed the momentum of the movie i didn't feel i guess i was also just like really happy to see that guy in this movie um like just to, to i didn't know he was in it so like that was like my finding out so i was like happy about that i also like like the, the like what they did with that character and how they portrayed like a real scumbag um, it, it, it was interesting, and I think that introducing him that way does really pay off in that uh, in the finale. Um, I, I think it brings a lot of emotional weight there. I, I had a great time with it. I was legitimately scared at points. Uh, I thought it was super creepy. I want it to be a franchise. Like, they set up a world here that I want to know more. Like, I want to know what's multiverse? going on. In that. Nope, just a single one. <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Not even a multiverse. Just like a fu- uh, just a basement. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, there's a whole a world base- down there that we don't know about. It's a basement verse, and I want to know what what's crawling around down there. Um, so I will, I will say though that the reveal of what the threat is when that first happened that was probably the biggest jump scare of my life that year. Um, Did you but- put yourself? I mean, I was just like, yeah, I was just shocked that that was in the movie because uh, I didn't yeah. know that that was the threat. But then, like, I I do, I was a little disappointed that, like, all right, they did again. That I didn't feel like that was carried through well enough either. Like, really, it, like, I, no, I I didn't feel as intimidated, um, like as the movie went on. Like, really, I, that's okay. That's interesting because I, I I found that thing to be like a horrifying beat. Like the whole time, every time it was on screen, I was like. Huh. No, yeah, I've like certain- really like just really freaked me out. So that that's I again I I feel like we're dancing around it. So like let's just move on. But like if you have not seen this movie yet and you haven't been spoiled, that's awesome. Just go see it. Um and and take it from there. I I would say go in there with as little information as possible. Um that's how a lot of people saw it, and I I really liked it for that. All right, so now my number seven, uh, again g- g- getting more of a, a, the aristocrat vibe is uh. Park Chan-wook's decision to leave. Boo, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I think you'd <laughs> no, like this movie. I like, can't wait to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. So, yeah, Park Chan-wook doing a South Korean detective thriller. Um, again, like you I said, mean, I, I don't know how he would do anything but a South Korean uh, detective thriller. He's, <laughs> I don't think he could do an Italian one. <laughs> he, he did an American movie once, didn't he? Stoker? Stoker yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, okay. but yeah, no, but he... <laughs> but this is basically like... Uh, like South Korean Hitchcock, like this is very, very similar to like you know Vertigo and mm. like I've, I've like I've told Jack I was like you would love this movie like Which you is have funny to because see. aren't you not a fan of Vertigo? Vertigo is fine. I just think that like you know I think that this uh, you know interpretation of like that type of story and that type of like dynamic between like you know the detective trying to figure something out and like you know this femme fatale woman who's like a little bit mysterious and you don't really know where her loyalties are and then just like the way that they you know 
like they have like you know a f- like a, a falling through in the romance and stuff like that and i think it was a really interesting layered story and that also just like some of the craziest shots and edits of the move of this year are in this movie like there are some like you know the way that he films like there are certain chase scenes and like fight scenes where it's like i didn't know you could film fight scenes that way mm. like it, it's very like low-key like it's not like you know crazy elaborate thing but it's just like this very kind of like low-key kind of you know minimalist approach to like chase scenes or fight scenes or action scenes that i was just like I'm very gripped by this and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of mysterious twists and turns that I was not expecting. And like a lot of times I'm having a difficulty recalling because of how much, uh, there, uh, yeah, just because of how much there is to, to, you know, to, to take in and to absorb. But, uh, I really was, uh, gripped by the movie. Don't think it's as good as the handmaiden though. Uh, that is, I still think, one Park of the best Chen movies I've ever seen. Gold standard for him. Yeah. Um, but I think that this movie was really, uh, you know, really in, in exciting as well. So anyway. Uh, Can't wait to, to fucking watch no, it. I'm yeah. very, very excited for it. Yeah, yeah, especially like if you like Memories of Murder yeah. or something like that. I'm actually it's hoping like, it gets nominated for Best Picture because then it will probably play in a theater again and I can go see it. And not on movie. <laughs> not, yeah, I don't want to watch it's anything a on movie. movie. I, I don't listen. If you... if. if if I have to find out about this movie through like Instagram ads, yeah. Then <laughs> if if movie subscribers move next door to you, your rent's about to go up. <laughs> like, my God, can we make a more pretentious fucking streaming service? I don't, than I don't movie? even really know what movie is. Lewis, let's put it this way: they have this service where you could pay. It's a streaming service, so you pay monthly, but you get to see one movie every week in a theater. That they pick. Oh. And it's only certain art house theaters in like LA and Manhattan. They know exactly their audience here. I gotta say, I don't hate that idea. It's that's kind of an interesting something that will like force me to leave and see an indie movie. Yeah, I can get into that. Yeah, but if there was a way to make it accessible and not expensive, right now it's just pretentious bullshit. All right, it's pretentious bullshit. I hate (laughs) it. I hate it. I mean, I I did a free trial of it once like a few years ago, and it it is like one of those things with like the, the. the catalog is very, very obscure and very. Is it good obscure? Like, are they are the movies like quality? They just happen to be very unpopular, or no? It's just, I mean, it is very <laughs> underground, like world cinema to okay. the point where it's like you would probably have to like dig to even figure out like you know what's worth heard. watching. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a shame that the best streaming service I have right now is the Turner Classic Movies app from stealing <laughs> my parents' cable. Like that's the best <laughs> streaming service. All right, and what's your number seven? Okay, no, lucky number seven, Jackass Forever. Hell oh, fuck yeah. yeah. What a film. This what was a wonderful uh, time watching I, this. I do feel like this was like going back <clears throat> to being in high school again, where I'm like, I'm seeing this these types of movies in a theater and laughing and with a big group. Like, it was a very kind of like, um, like a, a welcoming back to the movie. This was the real welcome back to the movies, not Spider-Man, not Top Gun. It was this movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie was, it was just so great. Now, granted, you know, did I like it as much as the other Jackass movies? No. Is it exactly what I needed right now? Yes. Yeah. I, I do think that, you know, because those first three movies are so like, uniform and like you know i like they have like their and then this one having like you know the new recruits and like stuff like that and although li- i like and the new recruits and they're limited like, in what they can do i mean poopies but, is great poopies is great um what's her face is the good. kid so, who brought on his dad i i was cracking up during that se- sequence where the the dad with the the 
I think it was like the tarantula that they had. Oh like, yeah, going yeah, between yeah. The, That guy's fucking reactions. That's my. I, he, I wanted him in the whole movie because yeah. I thought he was the funniest. Like, yeah. oh god, I, I, I actually really liked the new people. I was surprised. No, I did. It's just that, like, you know, there is something like the magic of like the core jackass team. Sure, yeah, and, and of course, no Bam, like, no Bam, no Ryan. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. dude, putting Bam in a movie now, like, even yeah, if he was able to do it, would be fucking depressing. Like yeah, that would. guy is yeah. uh, no like ape, no Phil, bloated. <laughs> oh my god, of his that, I, I gotta tell you, that was the biggest. That was what it was. That's what was missing. I missed the ape and Phil sketch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've recently uh, yeah. just Viva La Bam. Yeah, cause, <laughs> no, because after we did the episode on the Jackass trilogy uh, last year, I watched all those movies, and then like I've been watching them again, and I'm like, these movies like just these are fucking re- like just the best thing ever, dude. Like, I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm a big proponent of this. Criterion Collection needs to get on this shit. They're a perfect representation of Gonzo filmmaking. No, I, they I need fully to agree. be in the. They deserve to be in the collection. I genuinely believe that. You're gonna put the Beastie Boys music video collection in there. You could put Jackass. Grow, grow a pair. Criterion. Putting, Come on. I just think uh, it's. I don't even think that they would be unwilling to do it. I just. I just don't think that. Like. I mean, because MTV is holding the rights to to Jackass. I think that would Viacom be a, Paramount. A, a difficult yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, no. I think that uh, these are the best things to watch because it's like I forget like the order in which they happen. So like when they happen while I'm watching them, I get to be excited again. Where it's yeah. like, oh my god, it's this scene. I didn't, I wasn't anticipating it. Uh, but yeah, no. I feel like I, I've only seen this movie the one time, and I feel like you know, I, I, as I you know, I'll probably revisit it the way that I've revisited the first three movies, and it'll you know still fit alongside that uh, you know those those three. Even though I feel like you know. It, it certainly feels like the most modern and the most different uh, just because it's like, you know, the new cast, you, the, the most clear time gap between movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. longest gap between movies yeah. out of the out of that series. Yeah. yeah. Jackass number two came out like a couple years later. Jackass three was a little longer and this was like a decade. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And, th- and they're also physically older. They can't do a lot of the same crazy shit that they were I'm, doing. I'm genuinely the- surprised what Knoxville and Steve-O did, though. Yeah. And their age, like, I was amazed. Yo, the, and Preston, also, too. Preston, too. Yeah. Also, like, the, um, the, the length of which they showed, like, they showed, like, the after effects of a lot of them, which they don't do in a lot of the other yeah. Jackass yeah. movies. Like, the extended, like him going to the hospital after yeah. getting hit by the bull like that was it was really sobering and it really felt like oh shit this is really have they this... released the 4.5 version of it yeah, I yeah, think yes, they did yeah it's on Paramount Plus I think I gotta check it out I would oh. like to I, I, I yeah this is one where it's like yeah I, I, I wanna like you know show other friends this and like watch the reactions I watched this I alone at a matinee in the worst movie theater ever but I was baked out of my skull and it was I had such a great time in that. The, the fucking movie, st- like 20 minutes before the movie ended, the movie just stopped for 15 minutes. And I just had to sat there and wait, for, sit there and wait for them. And I, it, second it came on, I was right the fuck back in. That's I was awesome. so on board. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, the best thing about Jackass is they progressively have more and more cock in them. This one had a lot of <laughs> there was, penis. This was a cock-heavy film. There was yeah. a lot of pee-pee in this one. <laughs> A whole lot. There Not was a just... dirge of pee-pee. Dude, there was so much. Like a I don't know how they could get along. I don't know how they could get away with showing so much now. It's like, <laughs> and, the, and the stuff that they do to the, the, the dicks and balls in the movie. Oh, that's not... I the mean, little, this is Jackass. Little, yeah, the little punching bag one with Preston. Where they punched him in the, that, was, that was horrifying. <laughs> it was great. It was oh. great. So, yeah, that, right. was, that was my number seven, Jackass Forever. Right six. on. My number six. Um, I might be the only one here who's seen this. I, I don't know. Uh, the Black Phone. 
Didn't nope, didn't no. see this. No, I uh, wait. Which one was that? That was the Ethan Hawke. Oh, one. that was that Ethan Hawke one. That was actually good. Oh, it's fantastic. Really? Yeah, I I really like this. This to me really recaptured like the good Stephen King adaptations. Is this like, a Stephen King adaptation? It's Joe Hill, so Stephen King's son, um, who like sometimes. So this is just a, a short story of his that they adapted, and a lot of his short stories feel very much Stephen Kingy, and like also a lot of his a lot of like the subject matter kind of stays the same. Like there's a lot of like psychic kids and and things like that, mm. and that. Is what kind of plays it's like, in you here. know, s- s- small Midwestern <clears throat> town, and yeah. there's like a threat or something like that. I didn't see this movie. I I did. S- it, this belongs in like the same category. I thought of like Barbarian, where it's like I saw a trailer and I was like, eh, that looks all- that looks like whatever. That's I how guess. I felt about and the marketing campaign yeah. as well. Like, but I then wasn't... it came out and it was actually good, and I was like, oh okay. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, it just looked kind of like a very forgettable horror movie, and so I didn't really see. Yeah, it. which is is I, I I get that. I I think it was was really exceptional. I think. Um, one of the better horror movies I've seen in a long time, and it felt really original as well. Like I, I, I loved Ethan Hawke in it. He's he's terrifying, and as just a man, like it's cool. It's not he's not like a big Stephen King like monster. Like he's just like a dude. Who's... Ethan Hawke is terrifying, as you know, just a man. <laughs> just his existence is horrifying. He he really he really chews into that that role like he really really fucking eats it up the the kids who are like leading the film are phenomenal like they they give great performances it has like kind of that like strangers thing stranger things like period piece kids on bike bikes kind of kind of deal but i it's not cringy like it's not like the netflix cringy so it's not stranger it's things. not stranger <laughs> things yeah it's 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 very cool it's it's legitimately scary uh and there's also like just there's the, the the central plot of like the the main kid getting abducted by Ethan Hawke's character and him trying to get out by communicating with ghosts through a telephone and the uh, the ghosts of the other ghosts in the tel- that I didn't know that about the movie and now I'm like all right now this is sound is a ghost it's no a ghost it's phone? fucking yeah it's he so he is like a psychic or whatever like his his whole family is you kind of unravel it but like there there is a phone that like the that like he can talk to the ghosts of the other children that died in that that basement. Oh, that's kind of cool. It is, and like they they all like give him it because like they've all tried to escape that room like at certain points. So they're all like being like, okay, this is as far as I got with like trying to uh, dig a hole in the wall or something. And like here's where you can start doing it. And um, wow. yeah, like it's it's really cool. And like all the while that's happening, like there is like the people investigating it and it and it's interesting the way that comes together when you figure out who ethan hawk is in relation to everything else going on it's really interesting it's it's a i have really great time a really fun movie i love joe hill so much he's my favorite author i think he's like stephen king if stephen king like learned how a backspace button worked (laughs) like if he learned how to like edit himself and delete things um so it's stephen king with a little less coke yeah, yeah, okay. I would say sober possibly st- completely no coke. Sober Stephen King fucking sucks. <laughs> don't don't read any sober Stephen King books. Those are bad. And then again, also drugged. Dumps, yeah, yeah, coke up <laughs> Stephen King books. You want to? You tell me, I want, you're gonna want me to read all thousand pages of it? Actually, I mean, it, it's a good it, book. It's a fucking banger of a it's book. A fucking, yeah. It's a fucking. It's a fucking behemoth of a book. Not gonna read it. You can't make me, Mike. You should, yeah, Mike. Long books shouldn't scare you're you. You're no Mike. longer an aristocrat. This yeah, you're is, no longer yeah. an aristocrat. Right, well, I'm the aristocrat what? now. All right, well maybe Ant's maybe my number six movie can give me back my aristocrat status. We'll see. And I hope and I promise this will probably be like the last like pretentious film nerd pick that I have on this Doubt list. It. Uh, and my number six 
is a movie called EO. You made that up. <laughs> that, that's the movie with Michael Jackson that they showed at Disney World, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no. what it is, right? <laughs> this is like Manola Dardis's favorite movie of, of 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Is it, is it really? I think so, yeah. Well, the movie is about, uh, it's a Polish film uh, by, uh, it, it's a Polish I know film. they had movies in Poland. Just, what do you yeah. just wait till you hear what this fucking movie's about. It's, it's, about, <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie that is told from entirely from the perspective of a donkey who's being transported throughout the land and it's like him getting like you know taken by different groups and like just watching what this like how this donkey reacts there are there are there are movies that exist about the trials and tribulations of poor just humans going through the absolute worst you know real stories about real living humans you know you can watch like man push cart or you can watch like i don't know anything like that but you decide to watch a movie about a donkey. <laughs> it doesn't have a soul. It's a donkey. This donkey had a soul. This sad little donkey. Like there are parts where it's like you could see that the donkey is crying. And I felt so sad. There's parts in the movie where it's like you there are things is that it POV the donkey or there GoPro no, shots. No, <laughs> it's not it's not that it's not, not first person. Not donkey. that POV. No, but it's just like, you know an Oculus movie. <laughs> no, it's like these beautiful landscape shots of this donkey just traversing the land and just like trying to survive. And then also just like the different groups of people that he comes across and the things that happen to him. I saw this movie in a theater. There's a part in the movie where something happens to this donkey and everyone in the theater gasped out of like shock and fear. For some reason, when you said, you know, beautiful shots of a donkey walking across (laughs) the landscape, I just pictured the scene in Shrek where it's like, I'm on my way. Uh 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 (laughs) You know what? If I told you that that was what the movie was, would you watch it? (laughs) Maybe. I I will never watch this movie. I'm like 99.9% sure. What does EO mean? Is that just... That's the, the name of the donkey. No, that's the name of the donkey. I thought that was the sound a donkey made. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Even if there is a fire, I won't watch this movie. You want to watch a movie about a sad little donkey walking around? No, I mean, one, it just sounds like emotionally manipulative to have the main character of your film be an actual live, probably very cute donkey. Like it's just cheating. Like yeah, you're just, but the movie it's also like it's not it's made, not overly this, this yeah, but it's not made o- Mike a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard someone coming out of the theater being like, "I'm not gonna eat meat ever again." Because like, they were just munching donkeys all the time before that. <laughs> well, the movie's also about like you know like you know the treatment of animals and like you know entertainment and also in like you know mass production of you know food and whatnot. But anyway, they should uh, make a movie about the Italian Christmas donkey. <laughs> Dominic the donkey. Never. I would that I, I would know. I would see that. You'd I'd see, see the fuck out of Dominic the donkey. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Now that I've been like, you know, effectively berated. targeted and berated for my pick, why don't we move on to the next movie? Anthony, what's your number 6 movie? My number 6 movie is Moon Age Daydream. This Ooh. was a pretty cool movie. This yeah. was a uh, yeah, this, this is this is what I like to call this is a this is new documentary making. This is like unlike any documentary I've ever seen before. It is part documentary, part like biopic, part music collage. Yeah, it's it, just it's non-linear. It's crazy. I feel like after seeing this movie, I feel like I met David Bowie. Like I know him yeah. as a person. Because yeah, I feel like the movie. There's not really there's there's no talking head interviewees. Like the only voice that you hear in the movie 
is David Bowie from archived footage. And it's basically like reconstructed in like him telling like his own life story or him telling like, you know, his thought process on things. And then like the movie kind of like editing these like, you know, interesting collage. Like it's, it's very much like giving you like the feeling of like the aura of David Bowie. And yeah. it's, it's not like, you know, it's not somebody like, you know, talking to you about like the history and the importance. And, and David Bowie was the most important musician of all time. David Bowie has to think about his whole life before he goes out on stage. Like it's not that type of, uh, you know, musician story. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was, it was really cool. Um, I would recommend seeing this on the biggest screen you possibly can with the best sound system you possibly can. We did can. see this in IMAX. It uh, was at, incredible yeah it was it was i was like overwhelmed a lot of points because it was like just it's so much so much stimulation visual auditory oh, stimulation because it, it'll go like from like a concert to like an interview to like an animation to like claymation it seems like it's, the best movie to watch while you're on shrooms like it, oh, it yeah. looks very pretty. oh yeah we were not intoxicated for this and we was, saw this stone cold sober uh, it would probably went in a little better if I was quite intoxicated. I, no, but I think I told you, I was like, dude, if, if I wasn't sober during this, I would have freaked the fuck out during this movie. <laughs> it was too much after a certain point, though. It's definitely but, worth a watch, and I want to see where if how this it has to have some kind of effect on documentaries i want to see it affect documentaries yeah. i want to see more like this because yeah, I've, yeah. I've never seen anything like this before i think that especially because like musician documentaries have become so overplayed i feel like this like new method yeah. of like telling a story it is was, like what's going to make musician documentaries stand out it, going it, it was similar in style to montage of heck but montage of heck was like a beta like that was like the beta test. They were just this trying was, to, yeah. This was the full release. This was like, okay, let's take what worked about Montage of Heck and just cut away the fat and get rid of everything that didn't work. Okay, I'm on board because I I liked Montage of Heck in concept, but like I didn't enjoy the film. So maybe this is this is the the step over I need. I'm not like a huge Bowie guy. Bowie's also more interesting. I'm just gonna say it. He's a bit more interesting than Kurt Cobain. Probably. I well, I mean, I, I'm just so much more familiar with Kurt Cobain and his music than I am with like David Bowie and his music. I like David Bowie, but like I'm yeah. not like a. But I also think know, that you don't need fan. to be a fan no, not in order all. to watch this because this again, it's not a fan documentary. It's not like talking about like how he was the greatest of he all so time cool. and, and just giving you historical points of yeah. like he, this is what he did and this is why he's important. It's just like giving you like you know again a, a sense. David Bowie was a cool dude. Here's why. That's yeah. basically yeah. what it is. Or it's even here's just some, like here's some videos of him giving a great performance. Here's a video of him being really nice in an interview. Here's just him reading a story about his life. Yeah, but I, it's yeah, but I also like, don't feel like this is like a puff piece about David Bowie because it's not that at all. It's just more of so of like how how did David Bowie feel about like him and his career? It's kind of like him kind of describing and encapsulating his entire and, career and life as a whole. I'm also just gonna say it again. Nonlinear. It's totally nonlinear. Yeah. You go from. Black Star era David Bowie all the way back to like Space Oddity David Bowie and everywhere in between. It's it's all over the place in a good way. All right. All right. Now, Lewis, what is your now? We're in the top five now. Yeah. What is your number five? I got one, and I wonder if anyone else has this on their list. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. I do. <laughs> wow. we'll, we'll wait then. I liked Avatar The Way of Water quite a bit. But we'll All definitely right. get to that a little later. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I I very much, you know, we could talk about that. Later. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, well, so then my number five, I wonder if Lewis has this on his, um, is we went from one EO. Now we're going to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. <laughs> that was that was my that was my fucking Gene's, Gene uh, Shallot Gene moment. Shallot. Uh, oh, boy. I do not have this one. I do. I do really like this movie, though. 
Uh, this movie was like it like kind of reaffirmed like my love of animation as an art form because it's like especially in the past couple of years where it's like all these like Disney movies that win best anime movie. It's like are these really the best? Like are these pushing the medium yeah. forward at all the, or like doing an, anything creative? The medium of animation has not been pushed in a long, long time. No, every I, animated movie looks exactly the fucking. Same. I mean, especially when it's from like Disney and Pixar. Even though well, like, I, you know, I like, would I would say Spider Verse kind of pushed. Yeah, yeah. Push that yeah. forward. But it's also, yeah, it just feels like, I was feeling like, you know, a lot of these, like, animated movies, it's like, you know, some of them are good, but it's like, I feel like there's, you know, they're just kind of, I, I'm waiting for, like, what's the next evolution? And I don't think this is, even though it's like, you know, it's very good stop motion, I don't think that yeah. this is going to cause, like, a, you know, a trend. No. But it's, again, like, just the layer oh, yeah. of detail. It's not going to cause a trend. It's way too expensive. And time-consuming. Yeah, yeah and, of course. And it, and it requires way too much artistic craft and know-how and dedication and passion yeah. in order to make it. It requires require us to have another Del Toro. And we just, we only have one right only, now. Unfortunately, yeah. We haven't figured out cloning yet perfectly. Yeah. As soon as we, as soon as we can get an army of Guillermo Del Toro to just make all the projects make he every movie and never makes. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Halo movie. I'm wait- <laughs> waiting for the Haunted Mansion movie. The Haunted Mansion Oh, movie. don't yeah. even get me fucking started. Justice League Dark I'm waiting too. for P.T. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro, especially like after we got the fucking remake of Pinocchio, with uh, the, and then there's I think that, just got nominated for a Razzie for like worst movie. If I'm sure, not probably. Yeah. Uh, and then like you know, there was also like that 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 like really badly animated like TikTok Pinocchio that one where it's the like father. father when will I go out on my own like <laughs> I'm, and thankfully you don't know what this is cause no I do I, I know exactly what that yeah, is yeah. I've seen the, the yeah. clip but yeah it's but it's bad. also just like you're like how can you make a Pinocchio movie interesting like it's the same story and it's like the the areas that Guillermo del Toro takes with the the story it's like really daring for like a movie of this type yeah. and who it's aimed towards to be able to tackle like the themes of, of Nazi era fascism and like, you know, the Italian, yeah, like Italian era fascism and like, you know, relating it to like the story about like, you know, Pinocchio and like fathers and sons and like the, the pleasure Island scene is them going to fucking boot camp. Yeah. That's, that's what this yeah. is. I, I, the only, the worst thing about this movie, the time it came out is that, you, when you tell people to see the new Pinocchio movie, you have to explain to them that it's like, oh no, it's not the Disney one. And Don't oh go no, on Disney Plus. It's not the TikTok one. And then they're like, what other one is there? They got Pinocchioed out. A lot of people I know don't even know this movie exists. Yeah. It was market. The marketing team at Netflix is horrible. Yeah, you don't know that movies come out. I did see this in the theater, though, and it was they like, should have honestly. They should have delayed this a year. It's, I mean, it, when once they knew, it's already the, been delayed enough. Just delay it again. Yeah, and exactly. then remove it from these other fucking Pinocchio, Pinocchio movies. movies yeah. These bad ones. I had to tell people at work to watch a Pinocchio movie, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the one on Disney Plus with Tom Hanks." I'm like, "No, <laughs> not that one. Never that one." Did you did you see this movie? No. Oh well, so you're telling people to watch a movie? Yes, you've never I am. Seen? I, I it's on my list. <laughs> being a pal, yeah, being, I'm a, being friend. a total pal. No, but I do think that this movie was it was charming and heartwarming, and like you know, stylistically delightful and interesting, and the songs were good, and like, uh, and the the ways in which it is able to like you know work a Pinocchio story to like talk about like themes of like yeah mortality and like you know the you know the death of a loved one and like all these all these really heavy themes in ways that it's like you know when like when pe- people like praise like you know modern Pixar movies or it's like oh it's talking about like you know this this real life trauma or dream it's like oh that's nice the kid dies in the first 10 minutes of this movie uh, <laughs> I want to see Pixar do that you think they're gonna do that no I don't they think did, so. I mean they did up 
Well, that's that an old ex- lady dying. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was going to happen. But one that, way yeah, or that was another. back when Pixar was pushing the envelope, and they were trying to, you know, be more thematically interesting and and daring, and and they haven't been that in so long. And I feel like this movie really does like kind of like put most animated movies to shame, like 100%, at least for yeah. uh, this year. So outside so, yeah. of that, what do we have left? Like Leica, maybe Leica, well, yeah, absolutely. Make, yeah, no, and they're certainly, but yeah, they take like ten years to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and, and the Henry, next, and, Henry and I never Selleck. saw a Missing Link. Yeah, I don't and, know if it's any good. Yeah, and Henry Selleck. I know he had a movie this year on Netflix. I, I, I didn't end up seeing it though. And what's Henry his face Selleck. had a movie on he, Apple TV. Who was it? Uh, Apple TV. The, the Pixar guy, the Toucher. What's his name? Oh, John Lasseter. <laughs> John oh, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. It was no. called Luck. Yeah, that was yeah. bad. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. We'll take all your pedophiles. <laughs> we'll... <laughs> Tim Cook. He wasn't a pedophile. He just he just he harassed uh, adult women who worked at his. Oh, whatever. Uh, I don't yeah. care. He's a pedophile. Yes, yeah. standards. Oh. <laughs> 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 But uh, <laughs> but yeah no like yeah like yeah Henry Henry Selleck he did the Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline yeah no I'm trying to think of what movie I, it was I, Wendell and Wilde he made this year um, oh I, yeah I again it was Netflix so you didn't know that it came out I had yeah but yeah no idea anyway all right well let's move on to now and your top five what's in your number five movie of the year everything everywhere all at once all right so <laughs> now Lewis can talk about this yeah. now because it was on your list before it's so not now, on your list Mike. I uh, did not actually make my list. I wow. did. I did like this movie a lot, but uh, I do feel like we we re- we had a really bad experience watching it in the theater, and it kind of ruined it. And I didn't really fully appreciate. We had a it. horrible experience watching it in the theater. I'd give we it- saw it after the TikTok crowd heard about it, yeah. and we're sitting in there, and the whole time it's just like, "Yo, this movie's so weird. What's happening?" Yeah, there like people yelling, and like anytime something mildly silly happened, they were just like freaking out. And I'm like, "This is just not. It's kind of ruining like the, yeah. the ex- feeling of the movie, and especially like." You know, and also like the the way that people talk about like, oh, I got so emotional, it made me cry like ten times. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I, maybe it was because of the way the way you saw it. I just like, I couldn't feel any of that. Your parents love you. It's it's not the yeah. same. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I also did not get the emotional connection to it. And to be honest with you, I don't like this movie as much as everyone else does. Mm. I part of me was like, yeah, it was really good. It wasn't even close to the best movie I've ever seen. Like there was stuff no, I saw that were like, no. "This is the greatest yeah. movie in years," yeah. and think, I'm like, "Yeah, I think the, all right." And I think how you were talking about before, it's like, "Oh, it was like the ultimate backlash movie of the year." I think it was because it came out so heavy with everybody yeah. saying that it was the greatest movie ever made. This hidden then, gem. Yeah, that. Yeah. Then, you know like, what? Once I'm just gonna say it. I blame Matt Neglia. Oh, Matt <laughs> Matt Neglia cringed the movie up with his fucking uh, made, showing his fucking. He tried dad. to show his dad, and then he, <laughs> yeah. his dad like disowned. Him. Yeah, his, his dad put him or, up for adoption. That uh, was like that was like me trying to show my father Inception in like 2011. <laughs> he watched two minutes of it and then turned it off. <laughs> and now whenever I mention him, whenever I recommend a movie to him, he just goes, "Oh, is it better than Inception?" <laughs> Literally a decade later. It's funny that you guys mentioned your your theater going experience because like I had like the inverse of that kind of like where. We had, like, a row of fucking, like, young teenagers, like, maybe, like, 15, like, in front of, like, six of them. And for the first, like, 15 minutes, they're going ape shit. And, like, we're getting really frustrated. After that, they get sucked in, and they get really fucking into it, and they're dead silent for the rest of the movie. And then, by the end of the movie, they're fucking crying. Like, I was really impressed yeah. Just just seeing that all, all play out. But, like, what? also, like, I, I really think that the emotional core of this movie is so fucking solid, uh, despite how s- silly and, like, Rick and morty it gets. Yeah, it does um, get a little Rick and morty And, well, you know, part of me, I think part of the reason why I didn't like it as much is that I was sold in the first half with the whole multiverse jumping thing and the, the mechanics behind it and all that shit. I love that. Like, when they're learning how to do it. Yeah. And they're, it's really cool. 
And then they kind of just like, all right, no more multiverse shit. Now we're going straight into emotional shit. It felt like there was a dividing line. I, I feel like they, they did a good... I, I think the way that they started to depict the multiverse stuff is different because like you're having like the characters like kind of like warping out like in the scene without changing necessarily universe like kind of like the effect that uh stephanie sue's character had in yeah. the entire I, I feel like um uh, uh, like repeated viewings are going to be really beneficial for this yeah, movie I think especially so. like yeah. you know seeing all of the different intricacies and like the layers and like the all different... of the, the references to just filmmakers and in, in general like the one, yeah. those... one kawaii segment was really yeah that was really awesome. cool yeah really that was cool. i cried during that that Part like that, I, I the whole uh, just doing taxes with you line that like is now like kind of played out because the internet got a hold of it. Like, and it sucks when this happens. I really yeah. hate when this but happens I, when you have like actual like genuinely like nice moments and they just get memed to the point of like they don't mean anything anymore. Like, yeah. like it's just but I, overrides. Like it's like saying the same word over and over again and like that word just stops meaning anything yeah. to you. The Larry David effect. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, Larry I, David effect, saying the same word over and over again until it has no effect. Oh, Every yeah. Seinfeld joke is just that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a stickler for a tickler. Stickler, tickler. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I do feel like, yeah, no, if you are at that age, like 15, I feel like if you see this movie, like this is like the movie that will change your life. And I'm really <laughs> glad that people like that coming up into film like have that movie for them definitely like that their matrix their i guess for us was inception yeah. the dark knight or something like that like i feel like that is like the next evolution of like that movie that like cha that like will change you from like from a a, a film boy to a film man <laughs> I, I i also we haven't said it once but we need to put some fucking respect on his name kihoi kwan kihoi kwan oh he's, yeah. gonna, oh, he's so the whole cast the best part kihoi kwan i i think michelle yo is incredible uh stephanie Sue is awesome uh the guy who plays the dad whose name i can yeah, never james remember oh, no Hoi not kihoi kwan the the michelle yo's dad uh james hong james hong i'm sorry i yeah. thought you were saying no no yeah no, yeah, but Kei Kwan, yeah, he's clearly winning the Oscar this year. Yeah. It's, like, the easiest and sewn it's up well thing. Well-deserved. He's, he's yeah. fantastic. And, and especially, like, the way, like, seeing him, like, talk about, like, you know, his career and stuff and, like, acceptance speeches and, like, thanking Spielberg and stuff like that. It's, like, you really do, like, you're, like, I'm glad that they found him out of obscurity and gave him, like, this part to, like, really show, like, you know, the potential that he has. And, like, hopefully he, this can lead to, like, you know, more opportunities yeah. for him. And I, everyone I in the cast, too. Michelle Yeoh as well and, and Stephanie Hsu. I'm also happy that all these actors are getting renaissances now like Kihoi Kwan I'm hoping we get the um was sorry, Brendan I Fraser I just blanked out I'm so sorry yes I'm waiting for the Brendan Fraser renaissance I want to see a Rick Moranis renaissance in the future oh that would be great that would be cool I'd, I'd yeah. be very happy about somebody that. somebody please hire Rick Moranis yeah please uh Hey, right. isn't it him though isn't it he doesn't want to yeah he's retired like yeah. he's fully yeah, that, that's I feel like him. enough money can Get someone to do anything. Just, ask Harry, just ask himself, Harrison Ford. Someone just ask Harrison yo, Ford. You give him enough money, he'll do it. Someone yeah. give Hayden Christensen his Renaissance moment. <laughs> Mike, I think you're the only one asking for the yo. Hayden Christensen Renaissance. Uh, yeah, we're gonna breeze well, Obi Wan right past... Kenobi was the start of it. Let's let's keep going. Oh, God Jesus. Almighty. Um. So I'm. Yeah, I'm de definitely the only one with this one on the list. Uh, the Batman is my my number four. I enjoyed the Batman. I think it's certainly the best superhero movie in like at least a few years like it's not better than black adam i think <laughs> i i think it's like firmly the best batman movie i i i think it, it that's that's bold i can't say I, that because i'm so dark knight filled, i know but... i i get it and dark knight came at a very formative age for us we were like all like 13 14 years old it was like the first like good batman movie we'd all 
had ever seen. And yes, I'm including the Tim Burton ones. They're fun. They're not good movies. Yeah. Dark Knight looked was the... right at me when you said that. I actually, <laughs> I, I didn't even know if you had like a particular like. I like the. T- I really tend, really do enjoy Tim Burton's Batman. I enjoy quite a bit. I don't know. Even I watched as a it teenager, recently. I liked it quite I, a bit. Yeah, I, I watched it recently, and I was like, "Eh, this isn't like that great." And I've never liked Batman Returns, so yeah. it's. I mean, I, I think the Batman is a a. I'm, I you know what? I don't want to spend this whole time just comparing it to the Dark Knight. That's not fair. Uh, this is this is just a super fun, cool interpretation of Batman. Um, I there are like some things that, like I would have liked to see him like maybe like a little further down in his career, but like. I didn't think I, I would ever enjoy a like early career Batman story ever again. Um, and, and this was just such a delight. It's beautifully written. Uh, it's an awesome interpretation of that character in his complete psychosis. Like it, it's almost like a, you know, just really amping up like the kind of Bruce Wayne that you get in the comics, like the kind of Bruce Wayne that like in the comics, like, Batman is always like 35 like that that's the whole thing the fact that he's so young and he has like the same like complete hollowness as a person and like he's fully adopted Batman like his his actual identity I I like the thing about this movie is I I like is that like it is you barely see Bruce Wayne outside of the costume it is mostly Batman in the costume and when Bruce Wayne shows up it's important like it's it's he has maybe like five minutes outside of the costume in the movie yeah, um, I think Andy Serkis was awesome as Alfred. I, I actually wound up really enjoying that that casting. Paul Dano as the Riddler, phenomenal. Barry Keoghan as the Joker was a thing. Um, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> Barry Keoghan. I liked. I, I uh, how are you go, you skipping past Colin Farrell given oh the fucking, yes oh, no powerhouse. Oh, the the best performance in the film, hands yeah, down. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's great. I I really enjoyed this movie. I it was it was very refreshing to see a modern superhero movie that really did feel unbothered by like the mandates of modern comic book movies like yeah there's no fucking he's right behind there's no fucking (laughs) there's no fucking winky quirky snarky dialogue there's no multiverse setup there's no like you know i mean there's some like sequel bait setup stuff like that but you know kind of in the way that like you know most Series, but not un- not universe setup. Just like here's what we could so do in like a Batman movie. Too. It's, it's a it's a movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a movie. It's not a serial. It's uh, it, it's it's I think. Wait, yeah, serial the, is in like C E R I A. Yeah, no, S E R I A. the Batman serial, you know, was very crunchy and like you know, it had like kind of fruit flavors. I thought he was saying like cereal is in it's like a a sugar coated treat type of thing. No, no, I mean like a like a cereal. Serialized cartoon or whatever. Um, I yeah. I I, I just think, uh, it, it was it was a blast. I I think there's some weirdness with like Paul Dano and like maybe his character is skewing a little bit too close to Heath Ledger's Joker at a certain point, as far as like mo and as far as like uh methodology goes. But uh, a great central mystery that actually felt like a mystery as it's unraveling. Um, was really cool. I feel like a lot of like superhero mysteries, like you, you pretty much yeah. figure it out. And no, it's, yeah, like, it's not a movie a... <laughs> that like, actually cares about like you know like you know f- like you know filmmaking tactics and stuff, and it doesn't feel like overly green screen yeah. or action heavy. Like it's it's also it's beautiful. It's a beautiful beautiful movie. Like like beautifully shot. Like Matt Reeves is a fucking like godsend as far as like the camera goes, or whoever cinematographer is. I guess I would want to. Is um Greg Fraser? He did Dune. Yeah. Oh, f- fucking perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, the Batman. Best superhero movie I've seen in, in such a long time. Uh, so, yeah, that's on there. Nah, great. So now my number four is one that we uh, had pushed from earlier. It's a movie I watched again for the second time last night with a friend. The Banshees of Inishirin. Hey. Yeah. 
I watched this and I was like, this really, it's a movie that like on the first watch, we saw it in the theater with each other, you mm. and me, and we were like laughing and it was really fun. And then I was like, oh, I showed it to my friend. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a really fun movie. And we were laughing for the first like hour. And then after it was like, wow, this is really, it's really <laughs> sad and depressing. And like, that's Martin make, McDonough. And baby. makes you think, yeah, and it makes you think about like, you know, things from like, you know, the way that you have inter- like, you know, interpreted relationships with, you know, friends and, you know, people and stuff like that in, in a really like, really like you know interrogative like you know personal way and um i think you just talked about colin farrell uh he's yeah. fucking amazing in this film as he well he does not Him miss and barry keoghan and you know what? he also had another amazing performance and something we'll get to in like my honorable mentions but in after yang he's it's oh, so good in that too like barry he just had a, no no uh, colin farrell, oh, colin farrell. he just had a fucking banner Keoghan. year yeah, no, and 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 Barry Keoghan, like I said, we just talked. About, I've I've been waiting for this little weirdo to like get the recognition <laughs> that he deserves. Ugly kid, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking little freak. Who is, freak. I think should have won the Oscar in 2017 for the killing of a sacred deer. Uh, like that was his supporting breakout performance. That was the better Joker than we'll ever get from him in the actual Batman movie. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, him in this movie, like, I do love his character so much. It's just like, yeah, again, he's just this funny little weirdo. But then you get to the heart of him. He's like, he's just a sad little depressed like, kid. Abused who gets child. Beat by his yeah. dad. And he just wants he just wants this woman to love him who never will. Beat and, and molested, which is like, like, explains like so much of his mannerisms and like, like that weird, like, it, it, it's like, because, you know, you get developmentally delayed when you're molested as a young kid. Like that, that happens. Like there's just such a, a tension to character in that movie. Like in in small quiet ways that you just don't expect. I I just was so enchanted by it. I wanted to live on the shitty little island with these shitty little island people so badly. <laughs> these little bo- <laughs> these boring fuckers. Yeah. And it's like the thing is that like the the catalyst is that Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell just because he's boring. And it's like all of these men who live on this island have nothing going on in their life. Yeah. They're all boring, and it's all just like us trying to like you know pontificate about like our greater potential and stuff and it's like you're on a fucking middle of the island yeah in, in ireland in the 20s and nothing is important here and yet like it's the entire world to these people that's all that they have to you know compare their lives to or like to to you know work towards and like the offset of like the the conflict of like the the civil war going on in the background and it's how it's like kind of like you know on a micro scale with mm. like Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. And it's like, this is just as stupid and pointless. The war, like this actual war that people are being killed over off on off screen is just as petty and stupid and pointless as these two <laughs> Irish fuckers who don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the movie, it's yeah. Gorgeously shot. All of the acting is superb. The, the writing, like the dialogue, like some of the best, so like good. snappy dialogue. He's got, he McDonough movies consistently have some of the, best dialogue yeah always no yeah this movie was really yeah this is a top tier uh best picture movie our boys back to making masterpieces like we're we're here back to making movies about irish people that's what he should stick to Uh, (laughs) i think that's his really his wheelhouse yep stay away from the south buddy yeah (laughs) all right now uh what is your number four anthony top gun maverick yeah all righty i didn't mike does not look too enthused about this i I like this movie but i think this has the everything everywhere effect where everybody's like this is the greatest movie i've ever seen (laughs) this is revolutionizing cinema mike Mike, it's one of the most fun times i had in a theater oh i I had a blast watch oh yeah great time i did have a blast that gave it a lot of points (laughs) no it was really enjoyable uh and again 
give, getting Lewis to care about a Top Gun sequel. Oh, man. You should have heard me going into this fucking theater. Like, I was like, this is the dumbest shit. Look at all these fucking old piece of shit dads. Oh, Just, there was there was a lot of uh, COVID coughs going on in There that was a theater. lot of dad breath in the theater. Oh, a lot. Of- it's like a pungent <laughs> dad breath. It smelled like Bud Light and disappointment. <laughs> no, but I, I, like I the get. one dead tooth they all have. <laughs> the audience in this movie told me to get a job <laughs> and buy a house with fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Pull up my fucking bootstraps and go to see Top Gun Maverick. Oh, but yeah, no, I think yeah, this movie was it was entertaining. I think it's this is like the standard for like what modern blockbuster should be, and it's weird that like this this movie like became like you know the blockbuster movie event of the year, and it's like it's very practical. It's not superhero based, Dude. and I'm like, this is what I think. Yeah, they go back to like old fashioned like blockbuster entertainment. Like this is what it, we should be thriving for, and that shows that like people are still interested in a movie like that. And I and I and I you know I thank you for that. Um, I just think that like you know I was again I wasn't like you know, you know gripped do you, by like the story <laughs> or anything like that. Do you remember what happened before the movie started? What did happen? There was a clip that played that was Tom Cruise giving a speech, basically like, Hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Thank you for coming to see my movie in the theater where it belongs. You're doing a lot for this community and whatever. It got a standing ovation. People <laughs> clapped. I think yeah, because a lot of these people probably haven't been to the theater in so long, and then like being able to like you know the, this big crowd event. You can tell. You uh, Mike points it out. You could tell when you go to the movies. People don't go to the movies often because they got like a soda, a bucket of popcorn. Yeah, they yeah. got nachos. They're going they got, all out. This is their. This is the movie event of their lifetime. Yeah, so. they go to the movies once a year. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's like no, going you to saw the it a lot during part. Avatar too. Like that. Yeah, that yeah. same. That same crowd. The you mean us when we snuck in Burger King? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute degenerate nature of us sneaking. Uh, <laughs> the old pregnant girlfriend <laughs> trick. Just have your girlfriend open her jacket and put the food inside. Fell for that old bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah Top Gun Maverick is such a good movie I really enjoyed watching it and I also give it points because it's a movie that I could watch with my parents yeah. I'd be like mom dad do you want to watch the new Top Gun movie I know what Top Gun is I know who Tom Cruise is yes I yeah. want to watch that yeah. they didn't make it woke so that they <laughs> they won't didn't, out, uh, it won't alienate them even there though were it's still pretty that, gay no there were, there were parts in that movie where I'm like Oh yeah, this is totally just conservative bait. Like this is totally. It's a like, bit of. It's a bit. You know, it's the thing you have to. You know, it's grapple dad bait, with Top, which is the same. You thing. have to grapple with Top Gun. Is that you know it is militaristic propaganda kind of. Yeah. It is. It's totally military it's like, propaganda. It's made in conjunction with the air force. Like it's. It couldn't be more militaristic propaganda. I saw. I saw ads online after it came out where it's like want to be like Top. Wanna yeah, be like yeah. Tom That's Cruise. Scary. Join the actual, air force. It was like yeah. that is actually scary. Um. <laughs> Join Scientology. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's one way to be like <laughs> that's even scarier, honestly. Uh, but yeah, Top Gun saved cinema. Uh, let's move on now. <laughs> yeah, so this one um, I'm pretty sure is farther down on on someone's list, so I'm not gonna talk about it. Uh, Bones and All is my number three. We gotta stop. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about that it. later. We're, we're saving it. We're saving yeah. it. Mike, what's I'm surprised your it was three? that low. Honestly, I I uh, am too. All right, my number three movie. Um, uh, again, another. Uh, I think uh, 2022 was the year that movies went sicko mode. Uh, <laughs> everything, everywhere, Top Gun, Avatar, uh, but no movie went more sicko mode than RRR. Uh, I I know you're looking at me like, okay, 
Why did you? Why? Why are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I, I. Everyone I've Mike ever pulled out known that has ever head. seen this is adores this movie. So I'm yeah, sure it's no, amazing. This, this is what blockbuster action movies should be. It's got music and singing and dancing, but it's also got like guys throwing lions and fucking jumping through fucking like flames and you know shooting. Th- but it's all no. It's like the wildest, craziest action movie ever, and it's like a, a like a really fun buddy movie. There's like you know a, a tension that comes there's like there's an intermission point where I'm like if the movie ended there I was like that would have been a perfect movie and then it keeps going and it's like alright this is this epic is just gonna keep unraveling uh, and I will say that in the second half post intermission there is a point where it kind of slows down a little bit but I do think that the movie has a, just this this consistent energy and like raw passion that and and that's why like so many people have like grasped onto this is that it's just a movie that just goes for it in every way and I know that it, it also probably feels like a lot of Americans discovering is like you know it's like you know baby's first Indian film but like even in India like the reason why this movie broke out is because like even by their standards this movie was just that yeah. exciting and that you know co- like you know it had that that thing about it that made it people want to you know hype it up and go see it in theaters and bring friends and like you know have a my big... therapist recommended it to me wow yeah <laughs> see that's how, that's how the widespread love that this movie has and it's on netflix um the dub is a little weird um try oh, to like yeah. you, you ch- just change the language settings on it and uh and it'll be fine but there is like you know spoken english in the movie um so there is that part but uh, but yeah no this movie it's like yeah talk to anybody who's seen it they're like rave about it it's like you know this big crazy action movie that was also like you know also just interesting seeing the sensibilities of like blockbuster filmmaking from other countries mm. and how much it's like yeah they but also, and, and I, I'll, I'll just stop going on about it, but it's like, you know, very visually dynamic and like, you know, and also I'm sure that, you know, the song has made the rounds and mm. it's like, you know, the best part of the movie and most movies of this year also. So uh, anyway, I I just get really happy talking about it and thinking about it. I, I, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Everything you told me about it sounds like just, it just yeah, sounds like a journey. It's definitely going to be watched by me yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now at number three, the Northman. Northman. This oh is, fuck yeah! This is the movie that like I I had to bump out of my top ten list after I saw RRR because it was like right there, and then I and I was like I don't want to see any more movies. I have a perfect top ten, <laughs> and then I saw RRR and I was like fuck, I gotta drop something. <laughs> so the Northman. This is what I was afraid of. Yeah, but no, this movie also I think it's it. like yeah. Just- Everything about it, the uh, the the, the storytelling, it, it kind of gave me the same vibe I got when I saw the Green Knight. Yeah, like yeah. it just the 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 overall setting, the vibe, the the way the story is told. The gorgeous cinematography, gorgeous like cinematography, the most amazing camera work and and just framing and everything. It's, it's it was just it was art. Beautiful. This was this yeah. was one of those movies where you see like yeah, this is art. This is yeah. It no it, again like yeah that that slow builds like mythological like you know settings and like you know the way that the story is untold in like this kind of very period accurate uh way which which is you know the robert eggers yeah robert eggers david lowery type of way to go um but yeah no the movie is like you know the it's ridiculously violent and (laughs) like there was things that happened where i was like holy shit that's yeah they could show that yeah Yeah. no yeah but also like yeah the 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 
the themes of like you know the revenge plot and oh like, yeah it, it it's not like you know like a gladiator type of thing where it's like oh it's about like you know the revenge and this man taking his honor back it's more about like the futility of seeking revenge and yep. like mortality yeah. and like you know the the dedication to this thing that is like is pointless in the grand yeah. scheme and of things. Also, and, I love, and I love how, not to spoil anything, but at the end of the movie, like, you know it's pointless, but you're still fucking in. You want, yeah. like, you just yeah. want to see it happen. Just, you want to just see, like, so it know, doesn't, it, the it, absolute catharsis you that get, you'll get You from get it. both, you get best of both worlds. You get to acknowledge, like, yeah, this is pretty dumb. This isn't really necessary. But then you also get the catharsis of, oh, yeah, he's yeah. going to do it anyway. It feels good, yeah. Like, I, I think it's really cool, too, because, like, in a time where, like... <laughs> white supremacists are like really like latching onto like viking culture it's like pretty <laughs> fucking critical of viking culture like it's it's like this all of this this like overly like masculine like not like ruin this man's life like like it turned into a singular obsession like it, it and everything that has become like the assassin's creed thing even god of war that has like all that that norse stuff in it like it's so quick to glorify and like make it look awesome then like really it's some bad shit like yeah. it was happening and like yeah. it's, it's cool to actually see someone and then like also people completely biff like just with that and miss the point entirely yeah and, and be like it was fucking awesome that guy was right the whole time and he was killing it like yeah, yeah. And, and outside and outside of scars guard the other performances were really good oh, anya taylor joy yeah. bjork nicole kidman, nicole yeah. kidman. Oh now, my god! Her second best performance behind the AMC ad, which still to this day, every time I go to an AMC theater, gets clapped at. I'm like, we're uh, still clapping at the Nicole Kidman ad. I will say, like Nicole Kidman was the person in this that I just, I just look at it and I'm just that's Nicole Kidman. Yeah, in, that was the only the thing that kind of took me out because yeah. I rec- performance she's great, heavily recognizable, but you know, I feel like that's a minor gripe. It's yeah. like it's still just. Incredible. And Bjork, my man. Bjork, Bjork. was so good. <laughs> I'm so happy that Robert Eggers brought her back into movies. My like, guy, Bjork. Yeah. I do love it when you when those when musicians get like their bit roles and like their in in their like, you know, Dion yes. word. Yeah. It's oh, great. not the word and fucking that robot Chappie. movie. Chappie. Yeah, <laughs> what uh, about, about David Bowie and the man who fell to earth? That's kind of more like a leading role. Oh, yeah, than yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Maybe like David Bowie and like the prestige even like something oh, yeah, like that yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. he's in the prestige he is in the he prestige. has like a yeah. yeah he has like a bit part uh but yeah no that i yeah no he's good great. in the prestige no yeah he's good yeah and, and also like that point that you made about like you know it being critical about it, it's like i think it's like that's necessary in order to make a movie like this because i remember there was like i saw someone tweeted out something about like trying to conflate that like robert eggers making a movie about oh, vikings is like tone deaf in this Christ. time and it's like he's very much in interviews like been talking about like how he was trying to subvert yeah. that. Also, let's let's not pretend that like Robert Eggers doesn't know more about you on this subject. Exactly. Like, let's <laughs> also not pretend that Norse culture isn't just inherently kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we just look at things? This is the one time. Can we stop? Just can we just look at it at face value? Like, this is yeah. a really cool idea yeah. for a movie. Right. Like, and that's the thing that you can do with this movie. And, and we have the technology I, to make it now. Yeah. We have the technology to make it effective. And that's why it's, like, it's effective as, on face value is just, like, a cool Norse mythology action movie. But it's also, like, really good in, like, that subversive, like, you know, the thematic way of, like, mm. you know, being critical of the, the ways in which these types of, you know, stories are depicted. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, great film. I, I this is another one I recommend watching on the biggest screen possible. But even besides that, the sound design is really, really cool too. So if you got big speakers, this is the way to go. Yeah. This is a good one to try. All right, Lewis. So number my number two. So two, we're getting up there. As we get down to my last two, and I just 
revealed Bones and All is at number three for me, which is pretty low down the list. So Bones and All for a while was my number one. But then as, as I was like ordering these things, like there were two movies that I just thought about so much more afterwards than I did with Bones and All. Like they stuck with me a bit more. Um, so the first one, my number two, is The Fireplace, also known as The Adult Swim Yule Log. I think this movie is fucking awesome. Uh, it is that's a movie. That's a movie. It's an hour and a half long feature oh. that's just disguised as a thing on uh, made by the guy who did too many cooks. Yeah, they showed it on a like um, infomercials, infomercials like, or DVR theater or whatever the hell it's yeah. called at like four a.m. Yep, yeah. where they just like roll the Yule log and then it just turns into this bigger thing. Um, I know that you watched the first twenty minutes or so. I did watch. You told me to watch it, and I was like, "All right, I guess I get the idea." It's it's all shot from this perspective of looking at the fireplace, and then there's a story that unravels about it. And I just kind of, it's not like I thought it was bad. I was just like, kind of like, "All right, yeah. I get the idea." But that's also not the movie. Like, like you you didn't wait long enough for like the movie to actually kick in because it's not from that one shot the whole time. Like. The movie constantly changes. Up until the last, like, five minutes, this movie is constantly changing. It's batshit crazy. There's so much... And I'm going to ruin nothing here. All I will say is go on HBO Max and watch it, because I I refuse to to give anything. But it is... It's very funny. It is actually also, at some points, legitimately, like, kind of creepy. It has... Kind of like too many cooks. Weird, like, Lynchian stuff in there that that comes into play. Um, Just just over-the-top, like, adult-swimmy, like, kind of things, too. But it's it's... Really, really, really fucking cool. Really unique. Like, genuinely unlike anything I've ever seen before. And it's also, like, another thing where I was like, I don't, I'm not, like, rushing to see Bones and All again. I'm dying to see this again. I can't wait to watch this again. Yeah, I think that the other thing that it just kind of felt like, it was like this, the way that, like, when the actors come in, I was like, all right, this very much does feel like an Adult Swim sketch and not really, like, a movie. So, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that ever if that ever if it, ever that feeling subsides it does but. i mean it starts to be shot like a movie which which helps because like when you, you're at that point like it's still holding a single camera angle and then like it that that shifts it, it starts to feel like a movie and it starts to feel like multiple different movies it's it's super bizarre i i would say if ever you're up to it give it another shot I, actually watch it through i'll give it you know next next christmas i'll wait or i'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll i will I'll watch say, it with it's you. not a christmas movie it, it is a winter movie there's no actual christmas theming it's just a Yule log set. is the only Christmas theming. Well, it's it's not even when you watch the movie. The context it's just fireplace videos. It's not even supposed to be like specifically for Christmas. Got so it. Oh, okay. it's just a thing that happens in the winter. Like Got that's it. that's the mm. the real thing. But they because of the opening few minutes of the film, like they can market it as a Yule log. It's called the fireplace. That's the official name of the film, which they kind of give you at the end. Um, it is it's 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 I think really wonderful and special. Uh, and check it out. It's on HBO Max uh, for however long. I have no idea because of WWP Discovery, but uh, well, check it out I mean, while it's, it's on there. It's still Adult Swim Cartoon Network. They're probably still like the Adult proprietor. Swim is Adult Swim's also pretty good about making a lot of their content free. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if there was anything that happened, Adult Swim would probably be like, fuck you guys and just put it free on their website. Also, if anyone from there is listening, please give me a physical release of this movie. I would very much like to buy it. Give me a physical release of most of the movies that I've talked about. Pinocchio. Barbarian I mean, I know Nef- too, yeah. Ne- Netflix, Criterion... They they could probably we'll, we'll, we'll I, get I, it. I would we'll see get Criterion Netflix. jumping to next year. You'll see a Pinocchio release. Yeah. You're probably gonna. Yeah. They're probably gonna handle. It's probably gonna be the only release of the movie. It's gonna be on Criterion. Yeah. And that's I need Cha Cha real smooth. I'm not subscribing to Apple Plus. Please, I just need a way to watch the movie without <laughs> subscribing to Apple Plus. Um, Can't do it. All right, my number two film of the year. Uh, it's gonna sound really stupid when I say it, but it's a movie that like I really felt very affected by. It's Marcel the Shell with shoes on. <laughs> oh <Okay>. wow! <laughs> yeah, this is a movie like I saw. I I was like, you know, 
I as soon as the trailer came out, I was like, this little adorable creature, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to cry the whole time. And, and sure su- enough, I did. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know about Marcel Deschel before this movie. Like, you never really saw any of the sketches Deschel. or anything. I didn't know that that was like, you know, a, a YouTube video from it's like the Charlie the Unicorn days. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a YouTube series, dude. There are multiple uh, Marcel Deschel videos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I ended up watching those old uh, Marcel Shell videos, and I was like, oh, this is cute, but it's very much like, yeah, this is, you know, the very, like, you know, limited idea of just... Yeah, like, and there's no story. Cute. It's just yeah. cute. But, yeah, I think this has to be, like, the best YouTube film ever made. Fred like, the Movie. You always... You keep saying this, but you're forgetting about Fred the Movie. dad is John Cena. <laughs> But we need to watch Fred the movie. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I regret bringing it up. <laughs> but but yeah, no. I think that like the ability to take like you know an inherently like you know kind of silly internet, uh, you know fan, and make an internet trend and make it into like a really kind of like emotional and and good children's family movie. Like I because I, yeah. I feel like there is a there's a thing I've been feeling like I remember when we when we talked about the Wizard of Oz when we did that episode and I was like. Why they don't make you know family or kids movies like The Wizard of Oz, like Willy Wonka, like yeah, you know, like these movies where it's like live at your ET, where it's like you know just like a very like charming whimsical thing that's like you know it's not reliant on like you know it's not an animated movie and it's like but but it still trusts that you know children will be able to like watch it and latch onto it. And I was in a theater. I saw this at the Jacob Burns. I saw this at an art house theater, and there were many children and families there watching the movie and they're all just like so enraptured and like charmed and like you know laughing at like you know the right moments at all like you know the cute little jokes but also like the emotional wallop that happens at the end of the movie i was at a point where i'm like i literally like i had to run out of the theater at the end and go to the bathroom because i was crying so much at the (laughs) end just from like you know from actual like you know like you know heartbreak and sadness but also just like you know delight and happiness of mm. seeing a movie like this and I, I i was one that i was just like i yeah again i was just like totally charmed and moved by the entire time and it really was like i was like this is like a, a special movie for like if a, like a chi- like a childhood self version of mine saw this movie it would be very special to them so that's why i was like you know that's why I like this is a you know a very important yeah. movie for me this year. So yeah, I watched it on a plane, um, oh, uh, and I regret you, you Morbiused it. I Morbiused it. Uh, I finished it, uh, which I guess is different than the Morbius situation. Um, but I yeah, I I enjoyed it a, a lot. I just like wish I like wasn't like the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my entire life while watching it. Yeah, uh, which I think definitely like affected a little bit like my my enjoyment of the film. That, I think watching any movie on a plane will do that to you. Shitty. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, it's I not, regret it's doing not, it so yeah. much. Yeah, it's one thing I was like, I can't, I, I, I won't do. It. I was like, I have podcasts and books. I don't. I would hey, not when we watch when we went down to Florida, they were showing on JetBlue. They were showing Toy Story yeah, on ABC that's only, Family. Uh, yeah, because I, I memorized the entire script of that movie, so I don't even need to yeah. listen to the shitty headset. I just have it on the headrest in front of me, and I could just like you know watch it and like you know fill in the audio gaps in my head. While the best watching. is when I take a flight. And they have like live TV and wrestling's on. And I watch Family Guy. Oh no, yeah, I, I just wrestling. I watch Family Guy on the that's flights. That's what I now. Th- that's what I did on FXX the... is either showing Simpsons or Family Guy. <laughs> just fucking throw it on yeah, and go. Perfect mindless airplane viewing. I do not want a story while I'm on a plane. Yeah, yeah. or wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> three hours shit. of wrestling. Great. Or Game Show Network. Or a oh, Game Show Network. <laughs> Family uh, Feud. I'll take it. Not yeah. the Steve Harvey episodes though. Huh? Give me John O'Hurley, maybe mm. Richard Carn. They all. They're all. Elaine, one... I want you to name a th- uh, name a thing that you would find at an airport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna all say right. planes. My number two Show is me planes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Bing>! <laughs>
<laughs> Elaine, that was excellent. Um, my number two is Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Fuck yeah, yeah. boys. This, this is the movie that will shock everyone that I don't have it on my list because, yeah. like, I am the Avatar guy in my life where it's like, I'm just like, yo, dude, Avatar is sick. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because like, everybody, you're still on your fucking 2010s. Fucking Reddit. Reddit ass. Like, Avatar is just Pocahontas. Avatar, nobody I mean, remembers okay, any of right. Nobody remembers any of the characters' names. They're like, all, all that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. This movie was up. I was transported. This, every, we, we, I said it the best. When we walked out of the movie, I turned to Mike and went, God Fucking damn it, James Cameron did it again! He yeah. did it! You you keep hitting the home runs! No, we when yeah, because when we saw the first Avatar movie and re-released in IMAX this year, that was kind of like a life-changing experience for me because I was like, everything I've ever been told is wrong. Avatar is full of <laughs> shit. Uh, and and I can't wait for the second movie. I never thought I would say that because I remember it's been years. Everybody's like, oh, who cares about Avatar 2 after 10 years? And it's like... It made $2 billion. They, it, 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 it needed the mouth. time in the kitchen to be able to cook up the heat. That yeah, was yeah. Me. It was another one like like Top Gun where like going in to like rewatch Avatar the first time and forever with you guys i was like this is fucking i fucking hate that movie like i don't want to fucking and then i was yeah enchanted uh and then i was like yeah let's do way of like i was all on board for it and fucking does not disappoint even though so much head and shoulders better than the first movie which yeah, like I, I didn't think that would be possible yeah i was like you know because i do i mean the first movie has a lot of flaws but i was like that is such like a movie for like it was so important for like that time mm -hmm. and that place that like you can't recreate that again. And I and I think it's like you know everything technologically that was revolutionary about Avatar. I think it's just you know ramped up. In yeah, this and movie. the water stuff, all that t that time, all that lead up where I was like, I don't get the the obsession with shooting them underwater. What 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 I like we've we've done things underwater before. Like why do they why does it need to be shot like this? And then watching them like, oh. Because it looks what? fucking insane. <laughs> it looks it's, unreal. It's like I'm actually like I'm holding my breath as yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh my god! Uh, it's he fucking he saved cinema. He's the one who did it, and yeah. we need to stop pretending. And there's gonna be at least three more. Yeah, and, and he was like, this was me next clearing my throat. Like this is this is nothing. Like <laughs> I still and he had one of the best interview moments of the year when they asked him. It's like, so your movie's like three and a half hours with no intermission. When are people going to see the bathroom? When are people going to go to the bathroom? He's like, you can go whenever you want. You're, you're going to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it again. I would love to. It's just that, you know, I, I, I have too much things It's also It's yeah. also every time you see it in IMAX 3D, it's $30. Yeah. So no, it's that's, like, that's the main one. Like, I don't that's the main it. reason. I don't want to spend yeah. $30 on a movie twice. But then again, I don't have a 3D TV, so Nobody no one does. does. Cody well, does. Cody I think. does. Cody, <laughs> it's it's not not Cody just, does. Yeah, I don't even think they it's still make 3D Blu-rays. Those are yeah, still a thing. They are still a thing, which is shocking. Because who's buying them? Cody. There's a big yeah. enough market. <laughs> I think they Hi, probably only sell them online. There's probably more people who buy VHSs than buy 3D Blu-rays. Probably, yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would guess there's probably more 3D Blu-ray buyers than Laserdisc buyers, though. I think. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably fair. I feel like that's a. Uh, Good middle ground. Definitely the, more than beta. The collection hasn't, like, the collectors haven't really found Laserdiscs so much. I mean, yeah. there are very big Laserdisc collectors out there. Sure, but it's not the same way that, like, VHS oh, of course has not. taken Oh, of course on. not. Yeah. No way. Because Disc Rot. A lot of the Laserdiscs that came out aren't good anymore. They yeah, rotted away. That's, so, uh, yeah. you don't well, get that I mean, with VHS. 
Yeah, well, you can what, get some tell, moldy tell VHSs. Your, tell us your Amadeus VHS. Oh, my oh God. I forgot to bring that. I'm it's sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I see Amadeus on VHS, though, all the time. So just next time I say it, I will just pick it up. Well, uh, you, you said there's no there. features on it anyway. There's no, no commercials the, or anything. It's, it's fine. I just have it as a, as a display okay, piece. All right. All right fine. Buddy of mine found it at a thrift store for a dollar or a flea market for a dollar. That seems to be the going rate. <laughs> For Amadeus? For like most VHS. <laughs> <laughs> so to say, don't undersell Amadeus. All right, now, Lewis, the time has come. What is your number one movie of the year? I am still, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, I can't even we, think. We, yeah, we, we, we need a drum I'm... roll. Piggy. Piggy. Really? Yeah. Wow. That movie didn't, did that even come out this year? Yes, it did. Yeah, I know that you saw it. <laughs> Mike is did like, it get what? like a release? Like, I know you saw it in I the... Think I got as much of a release as I think it, it it's going to like like it it, it had like screenings in in theater, like a li- very limited release, um, a skinnamarink. Yeah, it it's it Um, well, no, skinnamarink is fucking skinnamarinky <laughs> do. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, this is like uh, something like I just I just haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I saw it. It was a movie that premiered at Fantastic Fest this year. Um, and Alamo did a screening of it not long after. Um, the Alamo near us did it. Um. And God, I, I was really, I was really just transported by this movie. So Piggy is about a very obese um, teenage girl um, who is. I guess we could make a female the whale. We, I guess th- <laughs> this is like this is like a little bit like horror the whale in a way. I mean, no, it's not. That's a stupid thing to say. Ignore. Pretend I didn't say that. Um, it, it, it's it's about a girl who is horribly bullied for for her size. Um, it's a Spanish French co-production. This takes place in. Spain and it's in Spanish um and the these girls one day are bullying her like they almost like drown her um and a man sees this and this man just kind of turns out to be like a serial killer and he uh abducts the girls that do it and the girl who was bullied um I want to say her name is like Marlene or something like that um she witnesses it happening and she doesn't do anything to stop it and they kind of keep crossing each other's paths and he has like he expresses like a clear like romantic interest in her and it's like this like fucked up thing where she's like definitely terrified of this guy but like he's also the only person that actually like treats her like a human being so it's 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 a really interesting thing it's also like fun like as a fat guy who like has like hispanic relatives it's it's like very true to form where like whenever someone addresses it it's just like there's just just stop being fat like this is there's no reason for this and so i think it's like a fun like kind of like exploration of that a little bit too um it's it it's really cool um and it's at times legitimately like suspenseful and scary a fucking awesome finale sequence that i i i really enjoyed and uh great character work pretty much all around and like there's also like you know when you watch a movie and you're like i can smell this room yeah. oh. like it has like that um so like also like that kind of like texas chainsaw e thing i was talking about um i just I, gummo and kids those are two movies that, <laughs> that you can like, smell. I can smell this movie <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is really because uh, I remember you did, when you saw the movie and you were like, "Yeah, I really like that movie. It was really great." I di- I did not at all think that you loved it enough that it's, it would be your number one. It's just been growing and growing and growing and growing in my head. How since can you then. watch this movie? Uh, I don't even know if it's streaming yet. There was have it yet, oh, or? you know what? No, there was there was a, a limited, uh, very limited physical release that I think I missed. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. It might be on Amazon. It's worth paying whatever for. It's it's fucking great. Well, that is a very exciting, surprising uh, turn of events. And now to get to the very obvious thing. <laughs> Mike, I think you both, and I. I think, both yeah. you and I 
Now, I know you're all concerned about me not having bones and all. Boners <laughs> and balls. <laughs> the best movie. The best tweet I ever made in my life. Uh, he's still go. He's still gotta, on this tweet, Lewis. He's still talking yeah, about the fucking tweet. It's, it's, it's been a month. month. <laughs> but I had to bring it up because we're talking about bones and all. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. <laughs> this is this is the best thing to happen to Mike in. You know years. how we were talking about? You're like, oh, I haven't peaked yet. Like you did with that tweet. <laughs> that, that was, was that was the peak. <laughs> <laughs> that was the peak. Mom, guess what? <laughs> uh, Sorry. Please tell us about Bones anyway, and All. Bones, Bones and All was a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah, I was so fucking transfixed during this movie. And, like, you know, so, tra- again, I felt transported to this place that feels otherworldly and apocalyptic. But it's it's just a, a real-life setting with, yeah. like, you know, this very, like, kind of supernatural, grungy like horror. lore yeah. put on top of it, too. Like, the the way like there's this cannibal society like kind of interacts with each other is so specific and it's all very intentional and it's it's light it's not yeah. like you know it's it's not like Tolkien like amounts of like rules and shit but it's just like the beginnings of like a new like phase of society and like how they're all like discovering each other it's 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 so weird there were a lot of parallels to like like trans communities and any kind of marginalized community i definitely saw a lot of great parallels to that and you know just going outside of the writing of this movie and the setting just the performances all around mark rylance rylance fucking scared the shit out of me he was scary i don't i don't understand the people who say he didn't belong or he was too silly like no 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 no, no. you you were we watching this i don't think we were watching the same movie stoolbarg Stolbarg was great. Literally transformed, like like just didn't it, recognize it him me, at all until about halfway through the scene, like five minutes in. I turned to Mike and go, "Is that fucking Michael Stolbarg?" And I had to look it up. I'm like, coming up again. Another, it's another, fucking him. Another one hit scene stealer from uh, Luca uh, Guadagnino and Michael Stolbarg. <laughs> just just an amazing, amazing yeah. performance. And and Chalamet. Like I feel like at this point I've been we've been I feel like we've been like you know overexposed to Chalamet he's in everything and it's just like you're like oh that's Chalamet yeah. he just kind of like I feel like whenever I see him in a movie like like when he's in like the the French Dispatch or I was like that's just that's Chalamet, he, Chalamet does, yeah, yeah. he doesn't look like he belongs in the 30s he's Sh- it's yeah. Chalamet or even in Dune where I was like you know he's good in Dune but it's like he very much feels like you know a, a 2010s teenager <laughs> yeah. and but it's like he fits so well into like this like kind of on the on the the brinks of society, dirt bag. Yeah, that, yeah. but it's also like he's, he's like emaciated and like he he does like have like a gaunter look than you typically see. Like he's not like quite as like healthy looking as. Oh, as, he's sickly. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's like he still has like that kind of like odd charm and sex appeal to him. Yeah, and and also yeah, the the lead actress Taylor Russell and the chemistry that they have together. It's one of those things where it's like. I felt like I was falling in love with them as much as they were with each other. She was she was excellent. And also, I just looked up the uh, cast because I haven't looked at this in a while. I didn't realize her mother is played like Chloe Sevigny. I didn't know oh, that really? was her. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was her. I didn't even <laughs> recognize her. Another performance, just 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 like what? Yeah, <laughs> it took it me a was... minute to realize who it was. But I also feel like we have to, to mention the real MVPs of this movie, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, God. The, Everything they touch is gold. The score yeah. of this, so good. The score of this movie, it's it's very minimal. It's not like, you know, this grand over, like, arching bombastic thing. But it's like every fucking note that they pluck is another tug at my heartstrings as I watch just these characters and, like, them coming to terms with 
themselves and each other and like the the music really kind of like exemplifies a lot of that when they're together and i was just like so moved and that like you know i it, that's the thing that was like i it's the my number one movie for the year it's not like the movie that like you know i'll watch the most or the movie yeah. that like but it's the movie that like I, I that like i take the most from like emotionally the movie that like gets itself like you know in my head as like you know a thing that like i i, I like a feeling yeah. like that's the movie that i feel like i've yeah i've stuck with me the most and it's uh, funny this year. it's funny when we ended when the movie was over i was like i loved that and i turned to mike and i go I have no idea if he liked that or not. I go, Mike, what'd you think? He went, it was incredible. I, was I went, like, yes, I was like, it I, was incredible, I was like, wasn't I, it? I was like, I, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. Like, I was like, I have no words. Like, yeah. we didn't, because it's one of those movies where I'm like, I'm not leaning over to talk during this movie yeah. at all. But I was just like so locked in, and and once it was over, I'm like, I can't even express like the words that I felt about that movie. Like, it just felt so, so good to like be able to feel that about movies yeah. again. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, uh, just a just an absolute delight, and I. I cannot wait to see what else Luca Guadagnino. Bring the whole family. Yeah, bring the whole family. Um, I cannot wait to see what Luca Guadagnino does next. Oh, yeah. I've liked all of his output. Oh, yeah. All a, of his output has been almost perfect to me. He has a know, perfect so track far, record right he's, now. He's made witchcraft okay. He's made cannibalism okay. We're all societally cool with cannibalism now. Yeah, that, uh, 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 you know, uh, grooming pedophilia. Oh, yeah, it, also, can't, it can't be. It. it wouldn't be an episode of our show without the discourse. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the discourse. <laughs> all right, well, that was our top 10 favorite movies of 2022. Uh, why don't we just run through the list again, yeah. 10 to 1, just to, you know, catch everybody up okay, let me get my bit. bullshit list yeah. out of the way <laughs> um, my, so uh, here I'll, I'll start because oh yeah, yeah go ahead the rotation um so my number 10 is x nine is banshees of the nashiran eight is everything everywhere all at once seven barbarian six black phone five avatar the way of water four the batman three bones and all two the fireplace aka the adult swim log. and number one Piggy, which I did just check. It is available to stream right now on Prime Video. Oh, you can oh, rent cool. an English dub, which I don't recommend, or you can, I believe, buy the subbed version. Oh, it's not free bucks. on Prime? You got to pay for it? Yeah, got to pay for it. Oh, well. All right. So my number 10, we're all going to the World's Fair. Number nine, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Number eight, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Seven, Decision to Leave. Six, EO. Five, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Four, The Banshees of Inishirin. Three RRR, two Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and number one Bones and All. For me, uh, number ten Morbius, <laughs> number nine Elvis, number eight Sonic Two, number seven Jackass Forever, number six Moon Age Daydream, number five Everything Everywhere All at Once, number four Top Gun Maverick, number three The Northman, number two Avatar: The Way of Water, and number one bones and all and anybody who didn't listen to the podcast from the very beginning and just skip to the end is going to be very confused about that <laughs> list uh, yeah let's go through some of the honorable mentions that we wanted to talk about um i mentioned the northman and avatar the way of water as ones that were very close to making my list um glass onion i enjoyed not as much as the first knives out though mm. i think it, it really kind of felt like it was Netflixificationed, uh, like you could sure. tell, like you know. But but look I, what I, they done to my boy. Yeah, yeah. Look how but they I still think that him. you know Ryan Johnson's still able, able to you know craft an intriguing mystery that takes a lot of twists and turns. The cast is great. Uh, the setting is uh, you know a, a refreshing change of pace. 
um, Tar. Um, I think I told Anthony I was like, before you make the your list, you have to watch this movie because I know you would love it. Well, I didn't, um, but I do want to <laughs> yeah. see it. You love just like three hour long character dramas about just the the downfall of a human being. Oh uh, yeah. You, oh yeah. And All Quiet on the Western Front, another movie. I'm like, Ant, you have to watch this movie. You love big epic war movies. Yep. You love really like you know the grueling like you know nature of like you know these big productions. Uh, you would really love that movie too. Um, yeah, I got some some horror movies that I, I really enjoy, but like didn't really come close to the list. But like I really like them. Uh, Orphan First Kill, which sounds like a ridiculous thing. What that a sounds fucking... like a Japanese PlayStation game. <laughs> it does actually. It really does. Orphan First Kill, rated T for T. Konami. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, a prequel to Orphan that sounds really stupid, but has a great uh, midpoint twist that I think it makes it really fun and interesting. Uh, the Hellraiser reboot was a good time. Uh, I also really enjoyed Elvis, as we mentioned before, uh, the whale. I, uh, cried a whole bunch during the whale, uh, bodies, bodies, bodies was, uh, I, we, also close at like on my list at some point. We, in had, the year. we had fun with that movie. I really yeah. like that one. Um, uh, Pearl is another one. Pearl was also another good one. Yeah. Yep. Um, I also wanted to just mention also Nope. Um, I think that was a sure. uh, you know a really you know good. Uh, it was not. I'm as very good surprised as, nobody had that on their top ten. I thought good. it would have made it's one just, of just, Yeah, it's not up to you know the, the standards that Jordan Peele set for himself with his previous movies. But I also uh, I also liked everything. Everywhere yeah, I do. All I do feel like Batman, which you also mentioned. I do feel like everybody kind of forgot about Nope. Like it came out, it was big for like two weeks, and then like it is because, nope, everyone stopped talking about it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like it is very good, but it just I don't think it has that staying power the way that us and Get Out do. So. It does. It does not have that staying power. Or are we just used to Jordan Peele movies? No, at it's this just point? I think that the quality of the movie is not as yeah, good just as not the quite. As good. It's oh, okay. still good. It's still very good. Oh, confess, Fletch. Um, really, a Fletch reboot. You yeah, actually... no, it's 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 really good. It, sh- it's it's a really solid like uh, actually funny like mystery movie that has a. Slightly more complex than I would like mystery at the center of it, but I, I had a really good time with that. Even Sarah really liked it. It's it's just it's very like just shockingly really funny. Well, it's got the wife seal of approval. Yeah, that That's which is really a, rare. Yeah, yeah, that is rare. <laughs> and we know uh, you don't have any honorable mentions because you didn't see any. Uh, I mean, other- listen, most of my movie watching time is watching movies that. Uh, didn't come out that year, like older movies yeah. or movies for cinema marketing. Yeah. So, uh, but if there, uh, I have a list of movies that I didn't get to see that I feel like if I did see them, they would possibly place on my top ten no, list. Um, After Sun, which I know a lot of people are raving about on like you know the the indie scene as like the very emotional like you know father daughter story. Um, a twenty four minimalist. Um, after Yang, I know Anthony Lewis has been talking about oh, this movie to me a lot. A- After Yang is was like really close. It's a phenomenal film yeah um i i don't think it would make the list but i feel like i should still see babylon um i at least mm. just as a damien chazelle you, I don't, fan I don't, I, should, I, don't, I don't think you need to see yeah. babylon um triangle of sadness which uh i know gets a criterion uh, just had a criterion announced for mm. it um i again i don't know if it would make the list it looks very off-putting in some ways but like i'm yeah. still interested in it, seeing it it looks like it's too that movie looks like it's too on the nose for me Nah. It looks like it's too obvious with what it's trying to do. Yeah, it's on my Plex. I've been waiting to watch it, and you know, eventually yeah. I'll oh, get. Oh, it's there. on your Plex. It's on my Plex. Yeah. I'll be. And then the up. last movie that I w- uh, is Women Talking. Uh, I just finished reading the book, so now I can get around to trying to see that movie. <laughs> women uh, do be talking. Women do be talking. Do be talking. Women, I said Women Talking is just the the genre, my favorite genre of movie. So. <laughs> women talking. <laughs> Love right. that. Lewis, do you have any movies that you missed that you didn't get to see this year that you would have liked to? Tar, I'm like pretty sure I would have loved. 
Um, I I am bummed that uh, I didn't get to see Tar at all. Um, the monsters. Really? No, really? <laughs> no, no. I just it just popped up my phone. I all right, I was about to say Lewis. Uh, Clerks Three uh, is another one I, I really wanted that to check out. I, I heard you didn't need to fucking see Clerks Three. I heard a lot of people really liked it. I don't know. I you know Lewis, if you if you I see read, it, I had a friend read me like the Wikipedia description, and I was like. How is Kevin Smith able to, to Lewis, still get away with this? <laughs> I, I, I've got a bed for you. If you see that movie and it's bad, you need to see me send me your best Kevin Smith crying in, a pick impression. Sure. I'm, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> um, just send one more honorable mention. It's actually a movie like I didn't super care for, but I just really kind of admire it. Uh, Terrifier 2. Um, it, it's like one of the most mean-spirited fucking slashers I've ever seen, but it's like super low-budget indie, made a huge splash, <clears throat> great box office. Did like kind of a skinnamering thing with a slightly higher profile. I think Damien Le- Leone is like an amazing like creative talent. The movie just wasn't for me, but uh, respect yeah. a lot of my like, sixteen-year-old cousin was talking up this movie. To yeah, me. that's how you know like the appeal ha- the, the, the has been you know reached. <laughs> um, one one more honorable mention. I we're gonna stop after this, but I do think that we need to talk about the out there Halloween mega tape, which is oh, the sequel to the WNUF yes. Halloween special. Gotta see that. It's. It's certainly it has that Jackass Forever appeal where it's like it's certainly good and it's certainly more of the thing that I like, but it's like the magic of that first one is just like Un- it's, unmatchable. It's still yeah. lingering over me, and it's like it's it's not able to like fully. Yeah. The WN, that. if you haven't seen the WNUF Halloween special, is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a yearly staple, um, and I'm sure that the the sequel is going to join it. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see him, I want to see a WNUF. Christmas special. They have a, a like a, a a promo for like a like a minute long like yeah. joke sketch for that on the the Blu-ray that uh that uh Terravision put out. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, was, was I want Terravision. <clears throat> they put out the WNUF from Vinegar. Terravision did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put out the uh, Vinegar. <laughs> 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 All right. Well. Uh, I guess that's the that's the end of this uh, uh, this is the end of this episode. Uh, thank you again for <laughs> for joining and for contributing. You guys having you know very interesting varied list. I feel yeah. like I do feel like what I like about doing these lists every year is that like every it's not it doesn't feel like cut and paste like these are the best movies yeah. that, like most critics lists do. Like these feel like very much like our personalities like distilled yeah. into movie form yeah, yeah. And and morbius i mean yeah, yeah i know Elvis? shit watches i mean that's the thing is that that is <laughs> that like actually a defining does line trait up. Yeah. and uh you know obviously we're not gonna have a question this episode but let us know what, what are, are your, your top 10 what are your favorite yeah. movies this year go how, where, do you agree with us do you disagree with us tell us why tell us how much you fucking hate our opinions i want to know like send i want to hear we, yeah send us uh, on twitter or instagram uh, send me hate mail please <laughs> send, send, yeah, uh we want to yeah let us know what are your favorite movies uh from 2022 are there stuff that we missed anything that you would like to recommend for us to see that we didn't mention uh anyway thanks again we'll be coming back in 2023 with we're continuing 2023 with more say, mike we're in yeah, we've, yeah been, i know we've but been doing no i'm gonna say we're, no this is a, a good no we're gonna have a good send-off a, a good start to 2023 to continue forward with but we so already much. had a good start for 2023 the start happened we you thought did, you thought an episode you, you thought yeah. eric adams was no, dr but, dre mike <laughs> remember that <laughs> the ball and he goes, oh my god i thought that was dr dre <laughs>
<laughs> I have the video still. It's the best. We don't need to keep that in the episode. God damn, that's so fucking funny. But no, but but even still, that 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 episode was wrapping up 2022. I mean, we're still wrapping up 2022 with this episode. We're gonna have a good start. Yeah, to we're gonna have a good 2023. You're right, Mike. We're gonna have yes. a good 2023. Do you want to give people a preview of what we're what we might well, see? Yes, because here's what we're actually gonna do. Because now that um, what was it? We're going to do. I'm gonna just say what we're gonna do because we didn't put it in like a tease at the end of the last episode because we didn't know what we were doing but this is one thing that i want is that to do now is so our next episode is going to be on the movie the wizard from 1992 i believe the movie about the kid who's likes nintendo and like goes fred savage yeah and goes to see mario 3 um but we're doing that as a lead up to the super mario brothers movie we will be doing the super mario brothers movie from 93 with lewis uh after that but we, we want to know is there anything I want I want suggestions because I always feel like people are like you didn't mention this or or they'll send me like videos of stuff from the marketing that we missed. So let I want you send us if you have anything about the wizard that you want us to talk about on this next on the episode. Please send it to us. Well, any- we do as much research as we can, but we're just like two three guys. Yeah, and then here. also though, like if you don't suggest it beforehand, shop about it afterwards. You know what? Fuck you. Maybe you should have sent <laughs> well, it. In shut before. up. We're right. <laughs> well, You're wrong. This <laughs> is our show, not yours. Yeah, well, maybe- you want it, you want to talk about it? Make your own fucking podcast. We're not stopping you. Yeah, you have it, it, you have a phone. You have a microphone. You can make one. Do yeah, it. But it's also like it's not fair to me not to give them any he- uh, heads up notice. No, no, they, sure. But I'm me. saying now that we've done, don't yeah, don't even fucking it. think about sending us shit after the episode that we missed. Me and Anthony were actually throwing around the idea of like, what if like every ten episodes or so we do like an addendum where we're like, we make <laughs> stuff we miss. We have an addendum episode where it's like, these are what we missed from the last ten episodes that we did. We should start doing that. You're I think gonna have like really eleven cool. hour episodes every week. No, the addendum episode will be. It'll be once every like after. It, it will be once every you know like couple two, of three, months. Once a quarter. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, well, you, they're they're their own thing. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant like like you'd open the next episode with like an no, addendum. no no here's no, no, what we. They'll be, up last they'll, be, they'll be their own uh, own episodes. We'll make an addendum okay. episode where it's like, all right, here's all the stuff we missed from the last couple episodes. We might do that. Um, anyway, thanks again for listening. <laughs> this is probably a very very long episode. It looks like right now the recording's at 115 minutes, so we're uh, we're almost, almost at, at two, two hours. hours. Yep, we're about wow, as long. As why would you listen to it this long, guys? What are you doing? If you stuck around this long, I'm gonna give you a big smooch. <laughs> Get well, a job. <laughs> well, maybe they have a job, and this is what they do while they're at their job. They listen to this. I to wish I wish clean. I could work a job where I could listen to three idiots talk about <laughs> movies for two hours. Jesus. All right. Well, th- that's the end of it. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye. Bye.